0: We're back, back, baby. The internet's number one podcast about Star Trek. (laughs) Number one, huh? No. We're probably not even in the top ten, but in my heart, we're the number one podcast. How are we not in the top ten? Bad taste. On our part or their part? Uh, I'll let the audience decide. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings today. I mean... That's am not yet. I'm here. I'm the guy who can take it. I'm like a shield. <laughs> I'm like the shield system of the show. I can take it. You're like the television series, The Shield. <laughs> Starring uh, the guy from that other... Michael Chiklis. Michael and the f- Chik- Chik- Chiklis? The funniest part is I was going to say Telly Savalas. That's I couldn't stop thing. myself. <laughs> they like are both bald. He that played counts. him in a TV movie about his life. D- that's extremely too on the nose for me. <laughs> I
1: don't. I don't believe that happened.
0: It's too on the nose. Don't look it up in case I'm wrong. You, I believe you. On um, well, this episode of M Class Podcast, our big return to the internet bash since I moved to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Pittsburgh, PA. <laughs> Sorry, theme music here. Um, (laughs) Since I moved, we uh, are a week behind. Um, Don't at me about it. Just fucking listen to this one. It's coming out now. Yeah. Just be happy with it. It happened. Moving is horrible. It's Uh, like the worst thing you could do. You always forget how bad it is, too, is the thing I learned. It's like being really sick. You forget how it's like, because your brain needs to, to survive the next time. There was a point when I had finished loading the U-Haul. And I was driving the four and a half hours here, yeah. and I was like, "I could just fucking drive off this bridge, and then I wouldn't have to unpack this <laughs> that's that's a good way to look at it <laughs> I mean that's just proactive, that's just smart. I had the cat in the car with me though I was and your wife that. or did your wife drive your cars My, my car? wife drove the U-haul because she is like a million times better at driving than I am <laughs> Uh, Is that I'm, true? Uh, yeah, she like I didn't learn how to drive when I was a teenager. Like I yeah, yeah. I never had a car and my parents were like,
1: fuck that.
0: So I yeah. learned how to drive in my early twenties. She's been driving like ten years longer than me. I would <laughs> not want to drive the U-Haul either. I I'd be like, I don't want to drive this thing. Like it's I'd too driven big. vans and stuff before, so yeah. like we had a big discussion about like who would be best at it, and we both decided, since all of our belongings were in it, the driver who was had the experience under their belt was the one who should drive it. My ex-girlfriend had a Chevy Equinox, which had like a turning radius of like two tractor trailers connected to each other. (laughs) You got to take an extra block just to get to one turn. Right. You got to turn a block later. It was horrible. (laughs) It was horrible. And I was like, this car isn't even big. It's not even like a big car. I was like, I don't understand this car. How does this work? Have you been in a car that doesn't have power steering? yeah it's like the worst that's a fucking nightmare you're like piloting a boat my car my old car uh, a 1997 Plymouth Neon uh, when you Classy. drove through a big puddle when you drove through a big puddle it would lose power steering which was a feature I think <laughs>
1: <laughs> when you need, so you need it most a...
0: it's gone a feature <laughs> I guess that the belt for the steering thing would get wet or something and it wouldn't grip it was a, it was a problem it was not great think about this people at home you're holding the wheel of your car or truck i'm not judging mm-hmm. and uh you go to turn you just have to turn that shit a little bit right You just gotta use, turn a little bit use the least amount of effort yeah yet. with power steering <laughs> imagine that you're holding the wheel of a boat and you just have to keep turning that shit like as hard not, as a you boat. Can. not like a speedboat like a like a like a clipper ship, yeah, like an like like actual boat. You're yeah. on the fucking Santa Maria, right? And you need to turn. <laughs> you're on the Queen Elizabeth too, the QE2. That's without power steering. I don't know how we got on this topic. Uh, today's episode is about the Deep Space Nine episode, The Search, Part One. Well, they get a new ship, and at first it doesn't have power steering. It's true. They have to upgrade. They get the the upgrade package to get the power steering. It takes a while for them to figure out how to do it. Uh, This episode, uh, teleplay by Ronald D. Moore. uh, Story by Ira Stephen Bear and Robert Hewitt Wolf. And directed Uh by Kim Friedman. Um, Wolfs and Moors and Bears, oh my. (laughs) There's a lot of big names attached to this one. Um, Kim Friedman uh, directed 10 episodes of DS9 and Voyager um, mm-hmm. Directed a lot of other crappy and good TV shows Crappy and good you say uh, On the crappy side we got Alice, Knots Landing, Dynasty, The Love Boat The Love Boat The Next Wave um, on the good side we got Babylon 5, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Beverly Hills 90210 and LA Law if, how, depending on how you feel about those last two. Yeah, Beverly Hills 90210 is bad but it's amazing. It's so bad it's good. It's it's yeah, and Sabrina was okay. I love Pom Pom incident. I don't remember that <laughs> one but
1: I don't know what the hell you're talking about.
0: That's the episode that um, she directed. Sabrina the Teenage Witch, uh, I loved that show. I used to like TGIF, I would turn on just for that show. Do you like the new one? Yeah, I love the new one. We've talked the about new one, this. The, I want them to know. I know I already know. Oh, but yeah, I, want I think them I've to talked know. about it on here too. I'm not sure. But yeah, it's the a, new it's one great. is a great fucking show. It's amazing. I know we've talked about it unprompted on Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit, which you can get for as low as $1 a month over at patreon.com slash Podcast. Yeah! <sighs> uh, I think it's important to um, bring the podcast to a screeching halt for a second and point out that uh, last month was a smashing success. Last month was uh, Gay Pride Month, uh-huh. and uh, we had a Patreon Pride pledge drive for the trevor project where ben beeler and tapan of tapan's radio program we're going to match your pledges to our patreon and donate all of it to the trevor project which is lgbtq uh, hotline for suicide prevention and teens not only did we meet our goal Yeah. But Josh and I also donated $100 each, so we exceeded our goal. Overachievers! (laughs) We are the best, bye-bye. Fuck all the rest, uh, uh, (laughs) Uh, bye-bye. I want to go on the record as saying that I am extremely proud of the fans and patrons of M-Class Podcast, especially proud of Ben Beeler for bringing the idea to us and sponsoring yeah, a last idea. month great great guy uh, and Tapan I'd like to thank Tapon, a fictional character that was made for our own <laughs> program for his help uh, he's real to me damn it <laughs> <laughs> well you're gonna be happy to know that this month of M Class Podcast is sponsored yep. by Tapan's radio program Tapan yes. on Subspace Tapan's theater on Subspace uh, yes. Which, we'll get uh, it right. I'll get it right eventually. There there is a commercial in this episode. You'll hear it soon. Yeah, you'll hear it. But um <laughs> it is a awesome radio drama comedy that Josh and I lend our voices to. Uh I play Tapon and Hotin and I play uh Drak. Drak <laughs> I play Drak. He's a Klingon. We also and I lose our- my voice every time I do it. Dude, I know. I played a Klingon for one episode and I was Dude. like, fucking never again. I recorded. I record them all at once, typically, the ones we get. And I, at the end of the first one, I was like, ah, I, mean, I don't know if I could do another one of these right now. But yeah, it you can horrible. find that on uh, SoundCloud, Tapon's uh, Theater on Subspace. Or um, on Twitter, uh, listen to the advertisement because I don't have any of that information in front of me, but it's all in there. Yeah, that's what he's paying for anyway. <laughs> Tapon himself recorded the advertisement. Uh, don't pay any attention to the fact that it sounds like my voice an octave lower. Yeah, no, that's it's Tapon. T- <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way Tapon sounds. That's so just him. Anyway, <laughs> uh, smashing success last month. Hopefully, uh, this month gets a lot of new listeners to Tapon's theater on subspace I'll get it without pausing eventually I wish every month was gay pride month yeah it should be it should be definitely I love that uh, all of the like corporations that are like super like oh we're all about pride yeah. we're gonna change our logo to rainbow like as soon as the 30th passes we get into the fucking worst. it it's gone yeah. like it never happened. <laughs> we gotta just quick switch it over to the American flag logo next right cause it's yeah. the 4th of July and shit Yeah, those two definitely aren't diametrically opposed in any way. Not at the moment. (laughs) Anyway, um, The Search is the season premiere of season three. Uh, Those at home who watch along with the show, since it is kind of like a book club for TV show. Uh, You may have noticed that there's a recap that spoils the entirety of season two. Which Sorry. is fine, because you don't need to watch the entirety of season two. You know, that's, that's 100%
1: true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just go to this season. This is when the show starts. But, like, I guess you gotta kind of see, like, where the Jem'Hadar are coming from. and it's That's a true. cool episode with Quark and the and the captain. I'm just gonna call him the captain. I'm not gonna call the him the The captain. Yeah, he should be a captain. Fuck it, all this commander <laughs> shit. He's not even yet.
1: He's no. still not
0: yet. It takes so fucking long. Um, when does he get it? Like, the end of this I think season, it's season or the season middle four. of I think it's season four. Yeah. He gets yeah. the promotion season four. It's ridiculous. Um, uh, I feel like you should probably watch the rest of Deep Space Nine because uh, you get all these really great characters that you grow to love, and when you start to see them in peril in this season, it, it matters a lot more. Yeah, this is, like, the first, like, real season of this sh- this show where, like, you give a fuck about anybody. Like, before you're kind of like, ah, Kira's okay, but then she'll do something. Like, she'll have a Kira episode, and you're like, ah, I, don't, I don't like her that much. <laughs> you're like, she's kind of like a doofus. Like, she's dumb. They're all... Right? Like, in the first two seasons, everybody has at least one episode where they're just, like, really stupid and do shit yeah. that, like, no rational human being would ever do. Yeah, they do, like, the dumbest crap. They're all, uh, like, newbies to the... I don't know. In, Being a person, I guess. <laughs> in this episode,
1: Odo does some dumb shit, but that will pay off in the next. Yeah, episode. <laughs> there's, I guess,
0: a reason for it too. It kind of makes sense. Um, this the I think the first time you ever hear the the name Dominion besides like whispers amongst the alien species that they meet for a couple episodes yeah. is in the season uh, finale of the previous season, season two.
1: Yeah, so, they say the
0: Dominion or whatever, and it's like the unveiling of a big new bad guy. The biggest bad guy, I think. They're pretty fucking fucked up, the Dominion. Yeah, the Dominion is like... I feel like there was maybe like a bit of a wasted opportunity with the Dominion. I'll get into that right now. Um, I would love to hear it... <laughs> The Dominion owns, like, the Gamma Quadrant. Like, they yeah. control all of it. Why do they only use the Hadar to fight against the... They can control them. Yeah, the... but, like, they control all these races through fear. They could force them into the war effort as, like, easy, uh, like, yeah. tr- like, shock cannon troops. cannon fodder. Like, cannon fodder. That's the word I was yeah. looking for. And they could use the Jim Hadar as like a strike force and not lose anywhere near as many of them. Maybe they know, maybe they're more afraid that the races that they're subjugating will just like turn on them and like think of like they're gonna give them arm like arms. That's like, true. That's a bad idea. That's true. Right? At that point, it's like trying to have the slaves fight for the South. It's not gonna work out. Yeah, for I don't yet. think I don't think that's gonna work out. <laughs> they're gonna be like. Nah, dude, nah. Yeah, sure, give us the guns. (laughs) We'll help. Yeah, just give me that gun right there, and then, yeah, sure. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, This episode starts out, they're having, like, a war room meeting, basically. Like, Kira, Dax, Odo, O'Brien, Bashir, they're all just, like, in a, like, that 70s show circle that the camera keeps (laughs) moving around in. And they're weirdly really fucking high. Yeah, they, they're just <laughs> blowed the fuck out. There's smoke everywhere. They're yeah, in they're Foreman's just, basement oh, yeah. for some reason. <laughs> Red is upstairs yelling about something. And they're like, the president from Star Trek Six is here. I thought they tried to kill you. I he's kinda gotta be broke like- my foot off in their
1: ass.
0: <laughs> he's got to be really old. Remember when they made an entire fucking sh- character on a show whose entire purpose was just saying he was going to break their foot off in their ass yeah he just was threatening (laughs) to beat his kid the whole show Uh, it was a different time except they'll probably still have that on tv yeah um but it would be like a tim allen show now oh my god i can't believe he has a tv show one right now did you it's because the conservatrons they love the humor tim i love trump Tim Allen wasn't even funny on his own fucking home improvement show. Everybody else w- was. I know everyone else just carried the show. Fucking Al Borland was a million times funnier than him. Yeah, neighbor. What's yeah that? Uh, Wilson? Yeah, Mister Wilson. <laughs> Mister Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, they're discussing what their options are with the. They've met the Jim Hadar at this point. The Dominion is on their way. They know that they can't fucking save the station yeah they don't know that though they're they're afraid that they're trying to get ready right for when the dominion comes they are they don't know like when that's gonna be it could be any second at this point so the big idea i think uh maybe dax comes up with it is to collapse the wormhole which is yeah fucking great idea However, It's the best idea that there is, but, you know. Kira rejects it because Jesus lives in there, so we can't have that. (laughs) And uh, she's like, I I have to get a third alternative or I'm going to be real mad and you won't like me when I'm mad. Yeah, I'm a redhead. I'm really pissy. I get really (laughs) pissy. Um, However, the security sensors get tripped and it's only like a subspace ripple or whatever, and they're like, what the fuck is happening? What is this? Yeah. And a cloaked vessel appears, and they're like, what the fuck? It's Federation! It looks uh, it looks crazy, and Captain cisco he's the captain now. I'm the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> he says, oh, sorry to startle you guys. Yeah, I had to make didn't... sure it works, so you were yeah, my guinea wanted to... pigs. Wanted to scare the poop out of your butts, because here's a cloaked ship, and we're not supposed <laughs> to have this shit. We got it now, baby. We got it on loan from the Romulans, but don't worry,
1: we'll stop Boy. paying any attention to that in a couple episodes.
0: <laughs> don't worry, we'll just
1: pretend
0: like we're never gonna give it back, and they're gonna be cool with it. My favorite part is they have like like a sub commander or something like a Romulan yeah. on board, and she's just yeah. like leaning over her comms panel, like hiding the panel with her arm, like a, right, like it's gonna the matter. Right? Results,
1: like don't look don't look what's the okay
0: so like who installed that panel right like like did she put the cloaking device in herself you know what i mean like I did, guess. The Romulans did they just do it? like how does the cloaking device work did they just like leave an empty panel space and go go hog wild whatever did the yeah did, did she just like have to like put it in like with her people like like the federation knows <laughs> that whole fucking ship is a sensor like just scan the inside <laughs> of the ship there you go now you know how it works they have, It's. Uh, she just has her arm around it, like don't copy my <laughs> test notes. Yeah, I. I mean, they had to know, right? Like the Romulans had to just be like, we're just gonna give them one. Fuck it. Like the, I'm. I'm imagining that the Romulans like put some sort of like sensor deadening shit in it. Like basically, the Federation made the ship and they gave it to the Romulans to make, to put like a uh, cloaking device in. Uh, this seems sure. like a really stupid move, however, because the wrong That would be a, terrible a bomb idea. in it. Yeah, no, <laughs> it had to be, it had, see, it doesn't make any sense, no matter how you look at it, like, who's gonna put what in where, right? Like, who's the That's one the giving the That's the question every time I've dated a girl, man.
1: <laughs> well, it's I your just, choice.
0: I just don't know. <laughs> it's your choice, dude. <laughs> I mean, depending on the girl, I guess. Um, yeah. But, it's like, it's your yeah. the royal you, your relationship's <laughs> choice. He's and uh, Captain Sisko is definitely not a commander at this point. He's the captain says, yeah. uh, I brought back a little surprise for the Dominion. Yeah,, like, it does the theme, which I can't remember off the top of my head because I keep bah, skipping bah, it. Bah, 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 bah. Oh, yeah. I just butchered it, but it's like that, yeah, it's bah, bah, very.
1: <laughs>
0: it's very bass drum heavy. There's a lot of that. Dun, dun. <laughs> Dude, you're,
1: so, you're fucking killing it. It's perfect. It's so
0: good. It's like, don't even like, just use the me doing it. You don't even <laughs> need the real one.
1: <laughs> I'm doing so good. Oh my God. Why do we even have music <laughs> on this? Just have you do it. Do our theme music right now so we could just replace it.
0: Uh, I, I always confuse them. So like, whenever I edit the show, I'm always like, "Am I on the right timeline here?" Because I always mix up which theme song is to what show. The one that's like all the little blips is for email. That's like, sorry, there's a cat. Like, it's it's cat day here. It's, it's cat day cat here city. on Satellite M. Fucking cats everywhere. <laughs> Leave it in. Just uh, we don't edit this. Fuck it. <laughs> So, um, Cisco brings everybody over to his cool new hot rod, the Defiant. <laughs> Pretty much, dude. Dude, I love the Defiant. I fucking love the Defiant. The Defiant's cool as hell. It's like, it's I love that dumb. it has more firepower than the size is. Yeah, it's like an A-10. Do you know what an A-10 is? <laughs> it's the grades I got because I was fucking great in school. That's exactly right. <laughs> it's it's just like a chonky little fighter that just like kicks the fuck out of shit. It just It's, like, tough and, like, little. They're, it's cool. They're fucking talking about it, and they're like, yeah, if we, like, tried to shoot off all the ammunition we had, it would tear the ship apart, so. The whole ship, like, doesn't even work, because it's, like, too powerful to be, like, the size it is, right? So it's always yeah. fucking up. It takes them, like, two seasons to, like, make the ship work, right? They just, like, get tired of using, like, the ship's fucked up storylines, and they're like, okay, yeah. it works now. I think at one point uh, O'Brien is like I just got this motherfucker working you assholes <laughs> and, like, and then somebody does something to it like they like take it out for like a hot rod spin they like, do donuts in the wormhole or something we with it they fucking do donuts on the promenade just flying over <laughs> it <laughs> skull, 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 skull. yeah and he's like god damn it just <laughs> fucking blaring get your roll on as loud oh as possible shit they get got you, one, get one get window up on. in the air on the fucking defiant <laughs> It's got butterfly doors now <laughs> uh, anyway yeah. the they we learned that the defiant was created to fight the borg but um yeah. the borg never showed up again so they were like put it in
1: mothballs who cares
0: Yeah they took this like amazing thing that they made but i guess like philosophically i guess people were probably like because they mentioned they're like, I thought the Federation doesn't make warships. Yeah, they say it, like, real shitty, too. Like, yeah. that they didn't make warships, Commander yeah. fucking Two-Face. And then he says, desperate times. Uh, I think it's Major Kira, or... Yeah, she's Major at this yeah. point, not Colonel. Yeah, she says it. And then he's like, desperate times. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you guys are gonna need some shit. <laughs> You're gonna need a lot more of this, actually. <laughs> like, it just makes sense... <laughs> even like on a philosophical level to not send scientific vessels into war yeah like at some point that's like dereliction of duty like yeah. maybe we should stop sending these scientists to fight the- our wars for exactly us. like <laughs> fucking scientists with all of their civilian families yeah, on board let's yeah. send them into the war zone yeah so the odyssey that that's gone now bye that yeah. it gets kamikaze RIP of the odyssey <laughs> I mean like that's the shit we're talking about man like even that thing it's a it's a galaxy class ship it couldn't it couldn't take on three little Jem'Hadar ships which is ships. wild but they're i guess they're so they, f- fucking strong i guess they didn't have Picard at the helm of that one yeah it was fake picard ficard he was he was a little picardy you're right it was very yeah. fake picard he was old old dad syndrome but um Kira's, like, mad. She's like, oh, so they sent us, like, a shitty, like, rat trap to try and fight the Dominion. And Sisko's like, are you dumb? We're not gonna fight the Dominion with one ship. Yeah, he's like, I don't wanna fight the Dominion. He's just like, I got We gotta go there. We, got a we gotta mission. go in there. We're gonna locate yeah. the Founders, and we're gonna try to convince them that the Federation isn't a threat. Which is the what? most Federation plan to have as your plan A. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like, they kinda have to, right? Even though, like... This whole show, like, this is really where the beginning of the show starts, right? Like, the whole, like, subterfuge and dance around the reality that's taking place around them, where, like, one, like, the Federation will, like, be like, okay, we're gonna try this, and then the Dominion will, like, counter and, like, sneak and do some sneaky, and then the Federation's like, okay, well, now we gotta really get ready for war, and it's like, it takes, like, two seasons of this. I, I don't think the actual war happens until, like, the last two or three seasons, I think last episode of season four, it, like, starts. It's like, I think. the Federation is trying to be the Federation at this point. Their goal is to meet with the leaders of a potential enemy force and make peace before any yeah. type of blood has to be shed beyond what's already happened. Because yeah. really, when you think about it, the Federation is encroaching on one to dominion territory they have no right to be in that space yeah i mean if yeah i mean the dominion's like super insane run by crazy lunatics oh, yeah. well, the, who are like crazy xenophobes they're monsters <laughs> they're fucking like yeah using planets as like slave labor through fear and straight up murder yeah. they're like the gestapo of space yeah they're space nazis that they're but, definitely like, space nazis w- the Federation comes in, and we're just, like, puttering around, like, do-do-do-do-do, fucking look at all these great new planets we found through this crazy yeah. wormhole we accidentally opened. And the Dominion's like, oh, this is an enemy force trying to take over our space. Right. So it's not a bad idea to be like, hey, guys, actually, we're not. We're, we're just here yeah, by no, accident. Yeah, no, this is... Yeah, this is what you should do. This is—they're doing what they definitely should be doing. But they it's, just don't know yet. It, they don't know what they're dealing no. with yet. But it's very much a federation thing. You can see that, like the non-federation members of Deep Space Nine are a little uncomfortable with the idea. Yeah, well, this doesn't work out in their history too well, right? No, it doesn't. Like trying, <laughs> talking to people don't really go that way. <laughs> the Bajorans trying to make peace has never worked out for them in the past, no. in any way, shape, or form. The Ferengi kind of get it, but they're more like, we're, we don't make peace, we just cut a deal, right? Yeah, or well, like, war is profitable. So, right. like I think it's said in this episode, like, Quark says uh, peace is profitable and war is profitable, so they're, it doesn't matter to the Ferengi what happens. They're both next to each other in the rules of acquisition. It's yeah. like, rule number whatever, and then the next one is... The, the other one, the, the other one. <laughs> I'm so I'm like I have like allergy medicine in my body right now, that so I'm fine. like kind of hot. As long as you can make it through this and. Emails? Uh oh! <laughs> uh oh, Spaghettios. We lied about that show. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck everybody who loves what we do. Yeah! Um, Keep them on their dumb toes, you please. <laughs> so, so then we, we meet two new characters who are definitely going to be around for a very long time. Definitely. Uh, Nothing weird about either of these characters. No. Perfectly on the level, definitely won't die in this episode. <laughs> um, Lieutenant Commander Michael Eddington shows up. He's definitely on the yeah. level. And He's Canadian. S- and Sub Commander Tyrol shows up, and she's definitely not going to die in this episode. Tarrul. So, <laughs> and she. What ta- kind of sh! Str- <laughs> Commander to uh What kind of shit straw do you have to draw to be like the only Romulan on a Federation ship? Yeah, it's. I imagine it's like. Romulans are so big on, like, political fucking, like, jockeying and, like, underhanded moves for political gain. I bet that, like, Tarul pissed off somebody high up in the ladder. Yeah. And was just like, send her away so we'll never have to see her again. This is like getting sent to Siberia. This is what this is like. This is like like getting sent to Siberia if Siberia was surrounded by fucking polar bears. (laughs) That... And they gave you nothing to stop the polar bears from eating you. (laughs) But I guess they gave her that sweet uh, cloaking device. Maybe it's just like a really old cloaking device. It's probably old. Like the thing is, the Federation knows how to make a cloaking device. Right? They don't need to learn how to do it. They know how to do it. There's the whole episode of TNG where Riker's commanding officer made the the like was smuggling the prototype uh, cloaking device. Yeah, was that the one that goes in the planet, though? There's one kind of cloaking device where it puts you inside of things. What's that called? Oh, man, that might have been the same one. That might be it, I think. They beam into the wreckage of a ship that's, like, halfway into a meteor or something. Yeah, yeah, because it can, like, cloak inside of things, which is, like... Crazy. Maybe we're mixing up two different episodes. Maybe we are, but I know that that is a thing. (laughs) But I know the whole idea is like the Federation signed uh, a treaty with the Romulans, which is called Treaty of Algeron. Yes. Thank you, Josh. 2311. Josh knows these treaties, like the back of his hand. I'm a treaty boy. I fucking love a treaty. Give me a treaty. (laughs) Uh, Give me a treaty, please. (laughs) I love treats and treaties. (laughs) Treats and treaties. But uh, the whole idea is they signed this pact that says they will never create a ship with a cloaking device. So that's why yeah. we had to get their permission to do this, like, joint project. Yeah, which is, like, um, unbelievable if you think about it. Like, what a, what a step. Like, what a big, gigantic step. I guess, like, uh, it's hard to use, like, modern-day geopolitical positioning because we're, like, the bad guys. But, like, yeah, it would be like <laughs> if during... <clears throat> Like during, it's like during World War II where we teamed up with the Russians, really, because we were already the like same thing, on yeah. terrible, like shaky yeah, like ground. Them. I imagine after the Dominion War, like if I was writing Star Trek, I would have the Romulans try to strike while like everything. Well, they do. Do they? That's what Nemesis is. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, you're right. They make
0: well they make uh the clone become Praetor and shit gets out of well, hand. He, like he things like, get out of control. That's Shinzon's plan though. Like they didn't yeah. want him to become the Praetor. He like forced his way in with like using yeah. the Remans. But I think that they were make they were making that that uh whatever that, that stuff is, aileron or yeah. whatever radiation, Thaleron bomb. Yeah, Thaleron is. is what it was. So yeah. they were fucking with that shit to try to, like, because they're always fucking with some yeah. super science shit, right? Yeah, they were for sure, like, the Federation's weakened. They're in a position right. where they think we're becoming allies. It's, like, the perfect time to jab a knife right. in somebody's back, yeah. which is the Romulan way to live. But the knife gets jabbed in their back first. Whoopsie. Uh-oh. Shouldn't have made a Picard clone, I guess. And then Romul and Dina Meyer is in it. And you're like, Dina Meyer, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and then Romulus gets blowed up. Bye! Bye-bye. <laughs> That's in the main continuity, too. Fuck you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, anyway, there's some... Um, Uh, Commander Tyrell explains that she's trying to keep everybody away from the cloaking device. Don't you dare touch my fucking baby, the cloaking device. (laughs) It's actually run on a baby. A baby (laughs) runs this thing. It's in a treadmill running inside of it. That's how it (laughs) works. That's how Romulan babies get so jacked. Um, Sisko's like, oh, this is my crew, this is my best friend that I love, and Turrell's like, fuck your friends! I don't care about your friends! Yeah, and then Eddington's like, I care! (laughs) I wanna be friends with everybody! I'm good boy Eddington! He's kinda creepy at first, like, he kinda suspect he's weird, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just the way he acts in general, like, he's always kinda like, just a weird outsider, He's Canadian. He's fucking Canadian. Canadians <laughs> are great, Josh. Yeah. I'm, yeah no, I, I agree. I'm, I'm not saying they're not great. I'm not we, I'm we saying a, that. We have he's a lot of a Canadian weird. patrons, Josh. I, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, they're paying in Canadian money, so it's like less than American money. <laughs> uh, like, Odo is mad. He's like, I can't believe they sent somebody yeah. from Starfleet Security. What the fuck is he doing there, right? Yeah, cuz he's not in charge of all security anymore. Yeah. And Cisco's like, "Look, I don't know, I don't know why you're being such a fucking baby back bitch about this, right? But like he's going <laughs> to yeah. be taking care of Starfleet security. You're still the head of station security. Like Right. Everything about this station is still under your jurisdiction. Like he's just taking care of our Starfleet people. I didn't want it to happen, but yeah, the Chief of Starfleet security set it up. Like it has to happen." Yeah, he went to the chief herself and was like, can he be that, still the thing? And she was like, Odo, the puddle guy? He's a dickweed. Yeah, no. I hate that guy. <laughs> and Odo was like, well, why don't you stick it up your fucking solid asshole? Because I'm not going <laughs> to deal with this anymore. Yeah, he gets super, the first of a few tantrums that Odo has yeah. in the show. Odo's like five years old or whatever. Like He's, yeah. he's still a tiny baby, so I guess throwing tantrums is normal. Yeah, he's a tantrum y, like, tantrum boy. (laughs) But he's like, yeah, my resignation will be on your desk within the hour or whatever. And. Yeah. Cisco's like, no, baby, come back. I love you. He's like, okay, fine. See you (laughs) later. Whatever. Cisco's like, look, I tried, (laughs) right? Like, I tried to do my best for you, but you're a dick, so whatever. Yeah, maybe you need to, like, I don't know, fucking relax for one second, (laughs) you shithead. You're made of liquid, dude. Why are you so fucking stolid? Yeah, Bruce Lee said, "Be like water." You're literally like water. Yeah, you're like gross Alex Mack ass water though. N- early '90s CG water. <laughs> I just love how little he actually transforms because it costs so much money. <laughs> oh my god, he'll turn into like a bird every now and then. Yeah. like a handbag. A, a bag. The bag is his go-to. He's really fucking good at bags. He's great at bags. <laughs> uh, they always like, mo- the, I almost always pull the camera away when he goes into the bucket. They're like, we can't fucking do that. Like, we'll show we can't it even, once. not <laughs> even we can't even spend the money to show some of it going into the bucket. <laughs> like, just reuse the same animation. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> it's him pouring himself into
1: the like, blah, blah,
0: blah, blah, like into the bucket. It's real. It's not. It's not great. Nah. But it works. Um, Cisco goes back to his quarters and his son, Jake, is there eating Idanian spice pudding. Yummy. Sounds good. Uh, it does sound good, doesn't it? There's so many foods. There's, like, a, a Tumblr called the Food Replicator. Oh, that's awesome. And people, this lady, um, makes... Star Trek foods that they talk about on all the series of Star Trek. Oh, my God. Like, from plumeek soup all the way to fucking, like... I'm sure Idanian Spice Pudding is on there. Plumeek soups... Like, I think of plumeek as being, like, even more boring uh, miso soup. Which is, like, the most boring soup there is. I imagine it's... Like, anytime I see plumeek soup, I think it must taste, like, water. It's like eating water with a spoon. Yeah, it's just, like, mildly flavored water. <laughs> like, cucumber water. Oh, Which my is, like, God. water. <laughs> Ugh. Um, yeah. But uh, they have a little conversation about how it's taken a long time, but the Ciscos feel like the station is their home now. Yeah, he gets all his artifacts and belongings out of storage. I guess, like, during the break, they're supposed to go back to Earth to visit uh, Pop-Pop Cisco. Right. I love Pop Pop Cisco so much. Pop Pop Cisco, who's Admiral or Commander, what's his name? Yeah, he's from Six? he's the villain in Six that sets yeah. up the fucking assassination. Yeah, but which he's is great. really yeah, weird because he's, he's so like he's so like monstrous and like foreboding in sex yeah. he's just he's like, like an a... underhanded piece of shit but like he's like the most sweetest old man in this yeah show. and I love him like there's a point yeah. where you think maybe something's gonna happen to him and you're you like you think he's gonna have like a triple heart attack yeah
1: <laughs> no pop pop is pop, pop Cisco. <laughs>
0: Um, but they, they have like a little moment where they're like, ah, oh, you know, we, we live here now and we're family and lo- I love yeah. you. And they like kiss a bunch, which was weird for like fathers and sons to do on TV at this point, which I appreciate. Maybe... <laughs> it's the first father and son inappropriate kiss on television. It's the, it's appropriate.
1: <laughs> the,
0: I never, my dad never loved me. So I find it all inappropriate. Yeah, you know, uh, Josh, you and I are very similar. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but like Odo's staring out the window, like being like, I'm, I don't need Starfleet security, fucking I'm the best security man. <laughs> you
1: you're
0: you're Starfleet. fuck <laughs> you're Starfleet security. And Kira comes up and she's like, Hey, the provisional government down on Bajor has said that you have to go on this mission and Odo's like, Why? And she goes, Uh uh, <laughs> uh, and she looks around and she's like, "Uh, President, <laughs> President Tall Hatman says." Said... <laughs> but uh... you have to ask them about their, And she looks at like someone eating corn on the cob, corn shipments. <laughs>
1: He's like, shit. I'm just a,
0: a gross goo man. What do they want? She's like, all right, yeah. they don't want you. Fucking just come along anyway because you're needed on the station still.
1: Yeah, you so need leave to leave the station with
0: me. Yeah, so come on this mission that we might all die on. <laughs> She's like, look, we're leaving at 0, 0700 hours. Be there or be square. Which you can do, because you're a shapeshifter. He's like, what is that, a fucking slur? He's you slurring at me? Yeah. She's like, oh, I gotta Spare go. <laughs> <laughs> President Tom Hatman is calling, <laughs> gotta go. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: with that, I think we're going to take a little bit of a break. Pay close attention to these commercial breaks, because we're going to be talking about T'Pon and them. <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, we'll be right back after these messages.
1: After the messages we'll be right back. Trek Boys, as I am sure you are aware, the USS Tapan's radio program is no longer within reasonable proximity to continue your morning show. This is because we have partaken upon the journey to retrieve the man you were hired to replace, Hoteen. I have been assured that our days ahead will be filled with time travel. Glorious battles, and <sighs> jokes about interspecies mating rituals. <sighs> if this type of adventure is of interest to you, you may find updates on Twitter at Tapon on Subspace. Or simply visit iTunes and search for Tapon. You will undoubtedly find our broadcasts there. If members of your audience appreciate the writing of Rich Masters or Boston Sean then they will surely find this endeavor entertaining. If, in the future, our paths cross once again, I would not object to having one or both of you on as a guest. I found your presence satisfactory. This has been Tapon of the Tepons Radio Program aboard the USS Tepons Radio Program. Welcome back from those lovely messages
0: Hopefully you got the message And you'll enjoy our sponsor this month Tupons. Get on it show It's the Tapon show And this is now the theme song to the Tapon show
1: <laughs> What key is that in, Josh?
0: All of them <laughs> You can do it in whatever key you Chromatic want Chromatic scale key that's
1: the, that's the most fun
0: part about it You can do it in whatever key you want Hello, it's me, Tapon. Did I do a good Tapon? That wasn't bad. That was a pretty good Tapon. It's me. To- it's, he's a little too emotional. I can't hide my redhead in this guy. I'm not that good of an actor. That's why I'm the Tapon guy, because I got brown yeah. hair like a no emotion man. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a normie boy. <laughs> normie boy brown hair over here. Jesus. That's, that's what I think about, like. So many of our patrons uh, hang out in the Discord, which you can join at patreon.com slash mclasspodcast for as low as $1 a month. Mm-hmm. They all hang out in there, and they all realize at a certain point that they're all, like, clones of me. They all have brown <laughs> hair, glasses, and beards. That's just what, like, men look like now. It's like the like, nerds. That's, everyone just looks like that, who's, like, a white guy. Now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like a this. standard white dude. That's fine. <laughs> um... Anyway, back to Deep Space Nine. <laughs> uh, Cisco calls Quark in his office, and Quark's like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" I love this part. This part's great. Cisco's like, "Look, uh, you and the Grand Nagus established trade with a planet called Karema, which is the, K- the- Kremens, played by uh, what's his name? Was that that episode with uh, what's his name from Babe? Pig in the City? <laughs> uh, what? It's fucking." You think of <laughs> Babe Pig in the City? <laughs> from, uh... Is that from Cochran? Yeah, is Cochrane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Babe Dude. Pig in the City. Uh, where we moved to Pittsburgh, we got, like, whole new channels. And there's a channel that plays, like, <laughs> old sitcoms all day long. Yeah. And it's got Night Court on there. D- Dude, and you and I love Night Court. Night Court's fucking great. And the thing is, I only watched two or three episodes, and it had, like, Four Star Trek actors in those two or three it's episodes. It's so weird, right? Like, Zephram Cochran was in one of them. He played, like, an insane asylum patient that escapes. What is his name? Why can't I think of it? James Cromwell. James Thank Cromwell, you. yeah. <laughs> and, of course, like, Data, Brent Spiner, plays a recurring I, character yeah. on there who's from West Virginia. There you go. Although, it turns out that he's actually from Russia, and they just, like, pretend to be from West Virginia. <laughs> is he like a spy I think so I think that's the gag is that the jit gist? is that the gist. Um, <laughs> so for the next hour or so of this podcast you might hear my cat meowing in the background there's literally nothing I can do about that so enjoy cats um, fucking cats mine's sitting under my feet and I'm kicking him and he won't move Quark comes up with a bunch of excuses why he can't go. Like, I can't go because I'm a bitch. I can't go because I got a business. I gotta wash my fake hair. Data. And, uh, that's (laughs) cat's name. Um, Um. I don't hear it, so. Quark's like, yeah, I'm not gonna fucking do any of this, like... I'm, I'm gonna have to say no. Because he, he tries to come up with excuses to begin with to be let out of it, which is very much like a Quark way to go about things. Yeah. Like, you don't want me to go with you, and here's why. Yeah, I'm a terrible person, so I probably shouldn't <laughs> go. <laughs> uh, however, when he's leaving, uh, Cisco kind of clears his throat, and he says, Are you sure? And... When Quark turns around, Cisco is holding the Grand Nagus' golden Ferengi stuff. Oh, it's great. And he has that stick. He's got the stick. And Quark is fucking shook to his core. <laughs> oh, God, the Grand Nagus is here. Quark! You gotta go on the mission! <laughs> what is the name of the actor that plays him? Uh, He's the guy from yeah, uh, Princess Bride. From Princess yeah. Bride. His name's some really normal-ass name, like... Joey Guyman. <laughs> Joey Guyman? <laughs> Joey Ga- Guy. Jo- He's it's not, not important. I'm looking it up. Uh, I bet I can find out faster than you motherfucker. I'm already there. I'm Wallace a- Sean. Wallace Sean. I I did it first. He just edited it to make it sound <laughs> like he did it first. Don't listen to him, everybody. Yes. If there's one thing I do on the show, it's edited. <laughs> But pretty much the grand negus has already said Quark has to go, so Quark is like fine. I love that he gives Cisco the the scepter, or the fucking stick with the yeah, head on he's it. Like this proves that I said this. Yeah. How many lives lo- does he have? I don't know. If, I don't know. I dude, I would love to have that. I would love to own just so, like a replica of that. I saw a photo earlier today that a guy went to a comic convention or Star Trek convention or something, and he mm-hmm. met Wallace Shawn there, and he gave him. A handmade Grand Nagus staff. That's incredible. And he also gave him, like, in the photo, he's handing him the Nagus staff, but he's also, like, slipping him a bar of latinum. Look. <laughs> like, behind his back or whatever. <laughs> it's so great. That's amazing. That's great. But, um. <laughs> when quirks like, fine, fine, I'll go, I'll go. And he starts to leave, and Cisco's like, aren't you forgetting something? And he holds he the makes stick out. he kisses. Oh, that's incredible! <laughs> it's so good. This is, dude. Cisco is like amazing. This is when you're like, I love this guy. He's the best captain. I love. He this. rules. I do love Cisco so much. He's great. Um, <laughs> uh, Dax and Cisco are are talking. And, yeah, about old times. <laughs> uh, to begin with, she's just telling him that O'Brien says the ship will be ready at O seven hundred. It won't be fully operational. That'll take yeah. months. But yeah, they it'll gotta be ready to, like fly. They gotta figure it out on the fly. It's like kind of. It's this is like a shitty mission. It's like a really sucky mission. Yeah, it's, to go. <laughs> it's like the diplomatic equivalent of a suicide mission. There's like no yeah. way back from this shit, right? Yeah. I wonder if they ever think about like, what if the wormhole isn't stable? Like, what do you mean? What if it like? wormholes appear and disappear all the time that's what makes the gamma quadrant wormhole different is that it's stable right, however how do they know that it just isn't appearing for a much longer period of time than the other wormholes? i guess they assume it's stable because the aliens tell them it is or whatever yeah. right the aliens kind of make like they hand wave it they're like it's fine we're we're in here don't worry it's, it's gonna be fine even though, like, it's a real just, scientist would be, would be really worried about that shit the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> no, when you're in the chemical industry, hell yeah. That's yeah. how I feel about flying in airplanes. I'm like, look, I know scientifically that this is fine. Like, I know that. Like, I'm a human who likes science. I get how this works, right? But in the back of my mind, I'm like, but
1: is it fine? Because <laughs> I'm
0: like- really fucking high up in the air right now. I would feel the same way. It's like you're, you go through the wormhole or whatever, and if it closes, you're further away than the fucking Voyager is now. Yeah, you're fucked. You're just fucked. And in the Defiant, you're fucked. What, what yeah. are you gonna live on the fucking Defiant? It's like tiny, dude. You're living in like a two-bedroom apartment in that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah like, it's like bunk beds and shit, dude. It sucks. Yeah, you're living in a two-bedroom apartment with like 18 people. It's just not yeah. good. And that's not even the amount of people that like fit on that fucking thing. I think it holds like 80 people. Oh my god. It, it is bigger than they make it out to be sometimes. Because sometimes they make it seem like it's just that room they're in. And yeah. some bunks. Yeah, But it, it, is, it does have another deck. It has two decks. it's got a few decks, I think. I think it has like three or four. I, I think you might be right. So it's a, it, it's a little bigger than they make one. But I mean, at this point you're dealing with like galaxy class ships. Which are just cities that fly through space. Right, right. You're just like, it'll take you like literally like... An hour to walk across it, right? You know, but here it's like, oh, I guess I'll just live in this apartment in Brooklyn. (laughs) That flies through space. Never be able to leave ever, (laughs) and I can't go anywhere, and I'm stuck here. It has Um, one, two, three, four decks. Oh, but the top deck is small as shit. It's just like the bridge and shit, and the bottom deck is like there's a shuttle bay, so that's taking up a lot of space. So it's pretty much just two livable decks, and like one of them is split in half because the engineering is in one of them. Yeah, and there's the bunk bed. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, They make it looks a little bigger. Like I don't think they really know at first how big this thing is, right? Yeah. So they kind of play with it a little bit, but here the schematic it looks really small. Like it's it's small. It's a babby ship. It's a little babby. Um, Dax notices that Cisco's actually pretty passionate about this mission and yeah. about like the, dealing with the dominion and everything and she hasn't seen him like that since cisco's wife jennifer got murdered by picard by uh, locutus <laughs> at the battle of Nine Eleven Three Five Nine. look if you change your name it's not your fault like, oh it was locutus then it's not his fault <laughs> Um, That's how you get away with the perfect crime. But <laughs> Cisco talks about how he like wanted to be an admiral, right? Yeah. Which it seems like a, a cushy job or whatever, but it's not the job I would want, right? No, I wouldn't either. Like, it's I want to be boring. out there exploring space. Yeah, you just sit on Earth or wherever you're st- like at Starbase, and you just sit there. Like, what do you do all day? It sucks. Pa- you just fucking do paperwork and make decisions for other people. That yeah. sounds terrible. There's a great scene in Band of Brothers when the one guy who's from around where I live, like, the main guy, gets, like, promoted where he doesn't have to fight anymore, and he, like, hates it. And, he, he like, people keep giving him papers to sign. He's like, what is that? Another piece of paper? I don't ever want to see another piece of paper. <laughs> He's like, get this shit away from me. Um, apparently, Kurzon Dax, never thought Cisco would ever be an admiral and yeah. Cisco kind of agrees, you know, he wants to be out there, he wants to be making the decisions that matter. Right. And he's really the only one who's holding this whole thing together for a while. Like the Federation is really sucky at the Dominion. <laughs> oh yeah, if it but, wasn't for him and his crew, yeah. like the Dominion would have steamrolled yeah. over the Alpha yeah. and Beta quadrants with no problem. He starts making like really tough decisions in this episode and it doesn't stop until the end of the show. Yeah. Like he's the most captain like captain for like 5 se- seasons. I like think th- I think the the biggest deal with Cisco is that like I don't think Picard ever makes a decision that you would disagree with. They're all right. the decisions that the audience and like of Star Trek fans would make. Want. Yeah, they're like uh, it's very idealistic. Very like he's like. Uh, in a position to make the right decision, right? Yeah. And you're like, yes, that's the correct decision. Cisco makes some decisions that, like, you're not gonna agree with. They're crazy. <laughs> There's some crazy ones in there where you're well, like, I'm what? sure you're thinking about the same one I'm thinking <laughs> <Yeah>. about. <laughs> when he fucking, when he fucking destroys that planet, <laughs> he fucking gases a planet full of colonists, and he's, he's like, just fucking like, better get off. Guess you gotta leave. <laughs> Look, that planet's uninhabitable for 50, for 50 years. years. Yeah, well, maybe in 50 years you nerds can come back. But until then, get out! Like, if you're not off the planet, I guess you'll die. Dude, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but he does make all these hard decisions that like, we as an audience are privileged to not have to make. Right. It makes you feel for him because he has to make these crazy, tough decisions. And he has to live with them, is the thing. Yeah. And that's the, when we when we do Pale Moonlight, oh my god, that episode's gonna be four hours long, us talking about Pale Moonlight.
1: <laughs> that episode's great.
0: great. It's amazing. i
1: have to, like, shoehorn it into a
0: collection eventually. Yeah, what what can we, I don't know what the collection could the, be even the called. The Moonlight Collection. It's just about moons? It's everything about moons and also <laughs> that episode. Yeah. <laughs> But um, <laughs> on the on the defiant, everybody shows up and they're all like, oh, we're ready to go." We're First day of school. Put my clothes out last night. Let's go. <laughs> Quarks in his quarters that he's being a bitch and uh, his quarters, which are like also four other people's quarters. I think he's alone in that one. He <laughs> is alone. But yeah, there's but like when, like, four like Odo right. shows up and uh, he's like, "Ah, oh, request to come aboard," and um. They take off for the Gamma Quadrant, and uh, Odo ends up having to share a bunk with Quark, because we yeah. cannot resist an odd of couple course. situation. Of course, it's the perfect odd couple. Yeah. Except it's not an odd couple situation when um, the fastidious, like, uptight one loses his fucking shit and starts oh, he goes- screaming viciously at the other one. He goes crazy. He goes absolutely crazy. It's great. He's, Cork's like talking to him about like, what do you like to eat? You, <laughs> what what type of family do you got? You got any kids? Do you like, do you like the color blue? Yeah. What? what? What what type of what type of stuff do you normally get at the Replimat? Do you like Ractigino? I hear they make a good corn on the cob. <laughs> And like, Odo looks at him, he's
1: like, I'll make it so you wish you were never
0: born. He's like losing his shit, like, hard. Like,. Plus, there's like some weird shit going on with him at this point. Yeah, his like, brain's getting fucked at this point because he's yeah. never been on the other side of the wormhole at this point. Yeah, he think. just got like fired, pretty much. Not really, but kind of. He's and he's the, been in this solid shape for like two days at this point. As yeah well. did they did he see the picture of the nebula yet? Did we get no? To that? that hasn't happened yet. Okay. Yeah. So he's but something's going on with him, and it's not just it's not just. The firing and the shape holding—it's there's some fucking no, weird shit going on. and that's like your your first hint that like something yeah. is off. Yeah, he's he's losing his goddamn mind. <laughs> um, the ship is like traveling through Dominion space at this point. It's gone through the wormhole, and a Jim Hadar fighter is headed their a way. A couple of them. Like, <sighs> yeah, there's like three of them because they fly around like squads. Like, yeah, they're like, like oh fighters. no. <laughs> Perfect chance to test the cloaking device. We'll test it and either it works or we die. This is a terrible test. This is the worst (laughs) test. Why did we do this? This is not good. Um, The (laughs) ship seems like it's detected them but doesn't know what the fuck it's looking for. Yeah, so they're at warp cloaked, which is like. The Romulans do this, but like. It should work, right? But like. The the ship is actually like. It's running too hot cause it's so small it's so small yeah the cloak field doesn't cover up all the power signature yeah. cause it's like it's basically like a battery that's too full it's just leaking acid at this point yeah it's just overloaded it's just like it's a hot rod dude it's just an engine and they yeah. can fucking hear it they're like what is that we hear it what is that like this thing there's something out there that's putting out like something on the EM band and I can't I don't know what it is, but yeah. I'm gonna find out. That's what and one of them and stops, like. and they like stop and turn. Right? They're like, uh oh, yeah. they see us. And and but- then the Romulan lady is like, they're like, we're fucked. And she's like, not necessarily. And then he's she's like, like, we need to drop out of warp and yeah. go to impulse power. And Cisco's like, I believe this Romulan, and it turns out <laughs> she was right. Yeah, and she's like, it's not a secret we like to, to divulge. So they're already learning like about how that works. I guess like Which- it's important. I'm sure if Tyrol reported on that, she that would immediately would be, be killed. <laughs> that would be it. Bye, Tyrol. Well, I mean that gets taken up care of in a minute anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, the Jim Hadar ships turn off and leave because I guess they're like, oh, must have been nothing. They're like Metal Gear Solid guards. <laughs> oh, must have been. Nothing. <laughs> they put a box over the, over the fucking Defiant, and they're like, oh. I don't know. It's just a box, anyway. Back to my tr- my. It's predetermined route. It's like Skyrim, where you're standing like right in front of somebody and they can't see you because you you're put fucking a basket on their head. And they don't <laughs> fucking see you. You're just putting turkeys on them. You're just loading turkeys <laughs> on top of them. They don't know I'm here. Um, but uh, they arrive on Karema, and yeah, the uh, Karemans. They they're like the uh, they're like traitors right they're like yeah uh, they're basically like gamma quadrant Ferengi because all yeah. they care about is how much money they can get out of shit and Tula Berry wine they love Tula Berry wine yeah who doesn't I fucking get shit nasty with my best girlfriends on a Tula Berry He's Tula Tula get,
1: <laughs> get shitty liddy on that Tula
0: Berry shitty litty <laughs> uh they meet the first minister of the Karemans uh Ornithar cool name that is such a fantasy name. It's, it's like, ridiculously <laughs> fantasy. Um, Josh, fall. I hear there's something related to you in fantasy coming sometime down the line. Um, yeah. It's... Anyway. It, it's something. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just
0: dabble a little bit of that in the uh, water. Put a little tulaberry wine in front of their eyes. <laughs> oh, what's that mean? Um... <laughs> Uh, they're talking to this guy and like they're like yeah we need to find the Dominion leadership and he's like yeah I don't know I've never met him or anything like we only talk to the Vorta. Yeah, the Vorta are like the like the ones that they. T- that's I love this about the Dominion that they're so fucking scary that they don't even know who they're talking to. Like they're just like I guess the Vorta run the Dominion, but they don't fucking know that. It's crazy.
1: And I mean, they still fall in there's line.
0: they aware that there's a leadership beyond the Vorda, but all the they really here. care about is the Jim Hadar. But they're like, whether the founders are real or not, whatever, it doesn't matter. Like, that's what they say. Yeah. They're like, what really matters is I know the Gem Hadar are real. Yeah, if and you, you don't step out of line, them. they'll show up and wipe you out, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. But Quark's like, look, uh, if you guys don't play ball, we're just not going to send you wine anymore. <laughs> and they're like, what are we going to do when we need to take bubble baths? And Cisco's like, yeah, it seems like, you know, I'm not talking out of school here or anything, but it seems like if you lose that trade agreement... The Dominion might get mad about it. Oh, that's a lot of Latinum and Tula wines. And the Kremen, the Karimin guy is like, I don't
1: know what they want. Maybe they do want that. Oh right. shit! Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: he gets. It's the the biggest weakness with the Dominion is like your subjects aren't loyal until. They're only as loyal as, like, you force them to be, right? Yeah. So, like... And also, they, they don't know what you want, right. either. They can't think for themselves. They're just like, oh, God, I don't know, you know? They don't know how to follow your rules and edicts, because you don't really give any. You just, yeah. like, tell them one thing, and if they don't do it, you kill them. Right, don't fuck up, and, which could mean anything. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll try not to fuck up. That's, like, scary it's as fuck. It's <laughs> fucking terrifying, dude. It's horrible. Um, The... The First Minister tells them about a subspace relay station, and it's out in this system that um is near something called the Omerian Nebula. Yeah, they see a map on the screen, the Omarian Nebula, and Odo is like transfixed, he's just like staring at it and he goes. The Omarian Nebula, and he's like staring at it, like he wants like the heroin that's inside of it. Oh maybe yeah, maybe it's made out of heroin. He's I don't. Saying, know. I gotta get that cell White. I don't yeah. know what that is yet, but I want yeah, it. I need it, Daddy like. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Which he says, and you're like, that doesn't. I literally never want to hear Odo say those words as long as Daddy I fucking like,
1: ball. Daddy like.
0: Uh, anyway, so, um, Quark's like, alright, uh, I don't need to do anything else, right? Because I'm going home. Yeah, he's like, checking out. He's like, I'm gonna hang out with this Amarians guy, whatever. I mean, the Camaric, Cam- what are their names? The Camaros. Camaros. The, uh, the around. <laughs> I'm gonna drive around, the- gonna drive around <laughs> this guy's Camaro for a while. He's like, yeah, I'm just gonna stay with the Karemans, and Kremins. Like, they'll give me a ride home, I guess, because fuck yeah. you guys. Yeah, they'll call their dad, he'll drive me home. <laughs> and his Camaro... So, Quark's out. He's gone. He's yeah, done. He's at he home. he has quit. Apparently. I'm having, like, a hard time. Ever since, like, I slipped into D&D mode, which happens every couple years with me. Yeah. That I go without playing a game. I'll just get, like, transfixed. Uh, This seemed like such a and d party where, like, yes. the Ferengi joins to do, like, the fucking, like, face party stuff. Like, right. And then he like immediately ditches. After yeah, a character like, shows party up. Party gets broken. Right, a character shows up to do one thing, and that's the only thing the character is there to do. And then he leaves. Right, it's He's, like very video gamey. It's true. <laughs> um, they arrive at the subspace relay station, and um, they there's like uh, there are no security measures anywhere. Yeah, it's just like it's an open season. <laughs> Fuck it. This um does not seem suspicious to me in the least. It's definitely not a trap. Let's beam down. <laughs> and Dykes and O'Brien beam down. Yeah. And um they just tap right into that main computer. They don't even have to hack into it. It just says like welcome. How can I help? And he's yeah, like, "Yeah, what do you want to know?" "Give me files." And it's like, "Okey-doke." Sure. <laughs> um however, they start trying to send the information and shit gets like shut down. Like the doors all shut around them and yeah, the fucking booby traps. Jim Hadar come in on them. Yeah, where were they? <laughs> like I what were know. they doing? But like Jim Hadar warships like just show up. They just fly up and they're like, What a bitch. We're here, what's going on? Who's opening up our secret internet stash of porn folder labeled <laughs> not porn? <laughs> don't look at my cash, bro. <laughs> Delete, delete history. <laughs> Incognito mode. <laughs> but Cisco's like kind of caught on what to do at this point because the there are like three Gem Hadar warships and he doesn't know what the Defiance even capable of at this point. It's not yeah. any. It's like at thirty percent ability at this point. It's untested. It's flying around in a fucking untested ship. It's like the worst thing ever. It's super against everything Starfleet's. Th- like Starfleet tests ships for like twenty years. Oh yeah. Like takes for fucking ever for them to get the ship out, right? Yeah, he's like caught because he doesn't know whether to because his best friend is down there, Dykes. Yeah, and, and his also, other best friend. Also O'Brien, I guess, who he met like a couple years ago. What's uh, his name? Billy o- O'Banion? That guy. <laughs> the Irish guy. <laughs> the drunk one. Get him the, back up. <laughs> Mr. Potato Head looking motherfucker. <laughs> he's down there. And, uh... To rule is just like, leave them! Yeah, they're expendable. And then Bashir says, no one is expendable, because he's like on his high horse this episode yeah. about shit. He's he's like, uh, my best friend O'Brien's down there. My so. best friend O'Brien and that girl I want to super put my wiener inside is down there. Yeah, also, maybe I want to put it inside O'Brien? I don't know maybe, yet. Maybe <laughs> I don't have to choose. Maybe we'll just do everything. <laughs> hey, did you know that Keiko O'Brien is in the new Mulan movie? The new Mulan? Like, the live-action Mulan? Yeah, she plays Mulan's mom. I love her. That's great. That's awesome. I was like, ah, she's still working. That's great. Yeah, she's great. Is she Uh, mad at Mulan the whole time? (laughs) I don't know. Like, she is. In the trailer, she's not. She's, like, super psyched that Mulan's gonna find herself a man in the trailer. I don't think I've ever seen Mulan. That's one I haven't seen. I haven't seen Pocahontas or Mulan. Mulan's like pretty fucking action packed, honestly. Is like it's it? a war movie. I think I saw like half of Hercules. uh Hercules is my favorite one. Really? I love Hercules. More like Jercules. Oh man, you fucking got him. Yeah. Greek bitch. Anyway, uh <laughs> <laughs> Greek bitch. The uh so Cisco just fucking takes off, even though Bashir like gives him that stink eye afterwards. Yeah. You, Bashir gets real stupid like he like because I guess they kind of write it that like since he's a super genius later that like he's like real insubordinate sometimes but he's yeah. kind of a dingus because he's like a lieutenant which is like nothing right like you're a lieutenant he's, he's everybody's like- a lieutenant right he is. He does get on his high horse sometimes. Like yeah. he's, he does have kind of like a holier than thou thing going on because yeah. he's like very much into the idea of the Hippocratic Oath. Right. He's he, very idealistic. It's. I, I, he's like, very idealistic. That's yeah. a nicer way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> like, but idealism is is like. Fostered by the Federation, and like they love it. Like that's what propels the Federation forward, right? Yeah, but it doesn't allow for insubordination, though. But in times of war, like you can't be fucking idealistic about like your friend. Like that's just the way it is. Like you yeah. gotta go, man. You yeah, gotta either to everybody dies or they die. Right. You the make it's a it.
1: hard decision,
0: a tough choice, tough call from Captain Cisco. Captain Sisko <laughs> He's definitely a captain. But Bashir is, like, straight up, like, I wonder what's gonna happen to Dax and O'Brien now that Cisco fucking stinked him. <laughs> Guess I'm not gonna have sex with either one of my best friends, idiot. Oh, man, I was totally gonna get my dick in something, Commander Cisco. Fuck. Now, go to my stupid quarters and jerk off in this memetic <laughs> gel that's illegal. I just jerk off into this bucket full of gel. <laughs> uh... Anyway, uh, Cisco's like, look, they're definitely going to get interrogated, right? But maybe they'll find a way to contact the founders that way. And Bashir's like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? He's like, bitch, they are dead. But he, They're he calls, dead. He calls Odo up, and he's like, yeah, I want to talk about some security measures. And Odo's like, no. He's like, find somebody else. That's what he uh, says. It's like, it definitely sounds like he was trying to, like, jerk it. He's like, no, he's like, find busy. somebody else. Busy. Don't come in here. I'm busy. <laughs> Give me a minute. I'm just watching TV. <laughs> Nothing. I'll be that's out later. He, that's how he answers it. Nothing. <laughs> and Sisko's like, what? And Sisko's like, like, looks at Kira, and she's like, oh, I'll go talk to him. Yeah. Um. Tirol's like, oh my god, there's three more Hadar vessels. We gotta go.
1: <laughs> Jesus. So they,
0: ju- they use the same thing they did before, where they cut power. Right. to warp and just kind of like hang out in space or whatever which worked last time so surely it's gonna work this time yeah. at the highest point of tension in the series episodes yeah but before that happens mm-hmm. Kira goes to Odo and Odo is staring at that map he's just staring unendingly at that Up map at this really weird map and she's like look um I'm trying to be here for you right like yeah, like, you have to pull your weight here. Like you got called to the bridge, dude. You have to do something. Yeah, you can't just be a dick. Like this is what got you in trouble. Like you just like do whatever you want all the time. Yeah, and he's like, look, if you want me to do something, give me a shuttle, and I'll go to the Omari. I have Nibula. to leave. He's like, so- he's like, I'm turning into a werewolf at this point. Yeah, it's pretty like crazy. Much. He's fucking full on teen wolf right now. <laughs> he's slam dunking on. <laughs> dude it's crazy it's not he's he's like give me a shuttle kira please and kira's like what the fuck fuck? yeah (laughs) she's like damn dude you're fucking crazy he's like i need to go there now and she's like look we'll go after we finish the mission and he's like no now yeah tantrum jones uh, then the ship just fucking comes under fire, right? Turns out the Jem'Hadar could see them the whole time.
1: Dun, they, dun, knew.
0: Dun. they knew about the trick. They're just seeing what they would do because the Jem'Hadar are buttholes! <laughs> 100% b-holes out they're, in space. They're made of the DNA of the worst buttholes from the worst species <laughs> in the Gamma Quadrant. That's why they look like that. That's a little racist, but also yeah, they're wow. evil. Fucked well, up. Well, I mean they killed they're killing people. It's fucking horrible. 100 percent spacist. I'm so <laughs> look, if you had to be a Vorta or a Gem Hadar, yeah. what would you be? None. I don't want to be either of those things. Yeah, they both super suck. What the would Vorta, you rather be? <laughs> I mean, I guess Vorta because they'll clone your ass. But like A Gem Hadar lives for like a day <laughs> they live for like two years like yeah I think they have a lifespan of like the oldest n- ones are like 15 years yeah or something. they're like 15 years old yeah I the, think the the, they're the oldest one that's ever lived is like 15 yeah and like but that's like in, insane like it's like a miracle like they live for like like seven years because they crazy. just fucking fight all the time just, they just get sent yeah. to kill they're just machines dude they're just fucking machines but the Vorta yeah. are machines too but they're just like different types of machines, right? Yeah, they're right? just diplomacy machines. Yeah, they're like, yeah, talking machines. And, like, they can't see colors right, and they can't taste foods correctly, Yeah, and they life's... don't smell things. But they are immune to poison, which is pretty dope. That is pretty dope. I do it's have true. a lot of people willing to poison me. Jo- you might not know this at home, but Josh has many enemies in castles nearby. Yeah, I have jesters <laughs> that eat my food for me. <laughs> They, and some of them die, and I'm like, well, I guess yeah. I gotta get a new Jester. That's know. what happened to Kevin. Uh, RIP. RIP, Kevin won. <laughs> Good thing we found that cloning machine. We can just keep cloning <laughs> it. We're on Kevin 36 now. <laughs> we just started testing out how easy it is to kill. There's some there's some anomalies cropping up like this Kevin likes motorcycles, which I don't know. Yeah, that happened strangely recently, didn't it? <laughs> yeah so maybe it's like maybe there's some motorcycle DNA in there. I don't <laughs> It's true. there was one Kevin that had four arms, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, Quad Kevin we call him. I don't know what happened with that, but man. Quevin. Super, super useful at parties. <laughs> so he was a bu- good bartender. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Defiant has to decloak because you know what's the fucking point at this point, right? Yeah, fuck it. And they start trying to fight the Jem'Hadar warships, but they're like getting the shit destroyed out of them. Yeah, like shields are down, main power is down, like everything's the, fucked. The Jem'Hadar fucking beam on board and like fist fight Kira and Odo <laughs> dude, <laughs> even though they have guns there's like four double axe handles in a row at that point I think Kira double axe handles and Quark double axe handles it's like jam dude they're flying they're fucking, Like, <laughs> where did they learn that that's fucking Starfleet how did they learn how to do double axe maybe handles? it's just universally effective against every every being in the universe that's humanoid you can double axe handle and it like fucks their day up fucking love the double axe handle dude it's my go-to every time i'm in a bar brawl number one break all your hands and both your your fingers and both your hands i use captain kirk's like full body maneuver where he throws his entire body at a group of people works perfectly (laughs) do it do it (laughs) uh however like kira gets knocked the fuck out but odo fights off a million gem hadar by himself and rescues her yeah uh, the bridge crew get fucked, right? Like I, th- I'm, I was pretty sure it doesn't mention it in the Memory Alpha, but I was pretty sure T'roll's like shit blew up in her face and she died. I don't know yet if that happened. I th- think it's the next part. I think something happen- happens with her next episode. I think well, she she definitely fucking gets killed off or leaves or something. There's, I think she dies. Yeah, she dies. lady later. Yeah, she does die. Uh, an interesting uh, little fun fact for you, Tyrol is played by the actress who plays uh, the um, Bajoran lady who turns out to be a Cardassian in Voyager. Oh, wow. From that horrible, stupid first season of Voyager where they're like, here's the bad guys. Yeah, it's pretty these much guys. The guys <laughs> who look like broccoli people, they're the bad guys. <laughs> And then they become, like, a joke later on. <laughs> yeah, they're, like, space, like, homeless people. They just wander around. Um, I don't remember that character's name, even. That's how much I care. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Um, I don't even mean That's that. her. She plays rule in this episode. That's just John Larry kept fun fact of the week. This lady whose name I don't remember plays this character. <laughs> that's how interesting? <laughs> it's not even slightly interesting. Um... Kira wakes up and she's in the shuttle with Odo and if I was Kira, I would be so mad. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty pissed, but she's not <laughs> as pissed as I would be. I'd be like, dude, really? Are you what are we doing? fucking kidding me, dude? I told you we weren't doing this. This is, not only is this dumb as shit, but it's really fucking dumb as shit. You're in a shuttlecraft. how are you gonna get anywhere? You can't he's, go anywhere in those. He's like, we're going to the Omarian Nebula, this shit can only go like warp four, but we're going... <sighs> And Kira's like, "You have to be shitting me, right?" Yeah. But he's like, "Oh, we're actually already there because the magic of television." We got there. And there's an M-class planet ahead, but there's but it's, it's rogue. not attached to a star system. It's a rogue planet, which is crazy. Does that work? This should be the fucking scientific discovery of the century. Well, they find a rogue one, planet. They find one in Enterprise. So shut up, Josh. But, uh, they land the shuttlecraft on the surface and, uh, they find a sea of gross goo people. Yep. Oh, It goes in all directions. Look, look who the founders are. Uh Uh-oh. We don't know that yet. Well. They, like, human, humanoid forms like Odo come out of the water and a female changeling shows up and she says, Odo, I don't know your name so I don't, I don't say that, but welcome home. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's great. And then it says, to be continued. It's
0: awesome. Looking dun, back at dun, it,
1: dun.
0: looking back at it, you're like, of course the Odo, the changelings are the founders, right? Like, it's like yeah. so obvious. But when 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 this like first came out, it was like, holy fuck sticks. Odo found his people. It's so cool. He's yeah. going to be so happy. It'll be great. And nothing possibly could go. He could convince them not to start a war, right? That's definitely what's gonna happen, right? <laughs> right, guys. Nah. Trillions upon trillions of people aren't going to die, right, guys? <laughs> uh, I do have a real John Larry Cat fun fact of oh, the week for you. Oh, fuck yeah! Uh, Ronald D. Moore was actually supposed to name the ship. That was one. Of, that was like his first assignment on the show. This was ship. To name the ship. The Defiant. And he wanted to call it the the USS Valiant. Yeah. Well, later they um, name one that. It, he got turned down like they were like no you can't name it that because the voyager already starts with a v, with a v. so he picked defiant which is the name of a ship from the original series uh, he didn't know that at the time actually that's, that's really that's weird that's your fun fact he just called it the defiant cuz he thought it was a really cool name that's great that's really weird that's How like super interesting. weird interesting <laughs> that's great it's, i love the, i love the defiant it's like such a cool ship and it does Defiant, like. The Defiant is like a dope ass hot rod. It's, it's awesome. rad, dude. It's like a sports car. It's fucking cool looking. I just think it looks neat. Like, it looks like it's a Star Trek ship, but it also looks different, which is like so hard to do, right? Like, how do you make something look Star Trek like, but not? It's like, how would you do that? Yeah, it is tough. You're right. But it has elements of Star Trek in it that make it just Star trek enough where you're like, oh, this is a ship they would make. This absolutely makes sense. Um, the lady who plays Tyrell is named Martha Hackett. Cool name. <laughs> uh, the name of the character in Voyager was Seska. Seska, yes. Shasta. Shasta. Sh- like the drink? Yeah, that's her name. Seska Shasta? No, her name is just Seska. <laughs> I thought her last name was Shasta. Maybe she's the heiress to the Shasta fortune. Um, She was in TNG, All Good Things. She played an alien called Androna in a deleted scene, and she had to sit through makeup for fucking six hours to get her scene cut. That's horrible. I would be super annoyed. I guess she got paid, but whatever. Of course, she played Subcommander to rule in DS9, Seska, and Voyager, Uh, She was also a character in the full motion video Star Trek video game, Star Trek Klingon, named Katar. There we go. We all remember that one. (laughs) Uh, I just love that there was an FMV Star Trek game. That's fucking great. I would love to play that. Oh my god. It was directed by Jonathan Frakes. and apparently starred Robert O'Reilly as Gowron. Amazing. I want to see this so fucking she bad. She was in Star Trek Elite Forces 2 as Dr. Stevenson, a voice. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Uh, Star Trek Bridge Commander, which is a pretty cool game. Commander Safi Larson. Safi? S-A-F-F-I. Sa- Safi? Safi? That is... It might be Safi. Star Trek Armada 2, which is one of my favorite games ever. It's great. That is a great game. Super cool. She's a voice. She's a voice. I don't know what... what she it doesn't say what she does. And Voyager, Klingon Academy, Star Trek Armada, Two Star Bridge Commander, Man, she was in a lot of shit. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to come circle back to Star Trek Klingon because that sounds like a fucking great time. We should play it. We should. We should do another stream. I wonder if Galran is in it. He is in it. I told you that a minute ago. I mean, is it him though? Is it like really the guy? Yeah, it's it's him. him? Robert O'Reilly is his name. He's very Irish. Oh, man. Uh, apparently, René Auberginois, uh thought that Odo finding his people was a bad idea. Yeah, but it turns out to be great. He, like, he thought that if they solved the mystery about Odo's character, that he wouldn't know where the fuck to go with him from then on for the rest of the series. Don't worry, there's plenty of things that Odo does that are really fucking stupid. Yeah, like, pretty much like... I think probably season three or four is when it gets really bad. Like I stop liking Odo very much. Yeah, you kind of my favorite character. Yeah, you in the hate first him. Two or three seasons. Well, when the when DS Nine is occupied, you like hate him because he's a fucking like idiot. He's just a moron. He really does suck. And and you're like, God damn it, Odo! And everyone else is like dying because they're like trying to like fucking fight this war, and you're like, Odo's just like sitting in his quarters having weird space fluid sex with the fucking female changeling and you're like Uh, dude dude, what are you doing dude you slept with her (laughs) it's disgusting she's trying to kill us man (laughs) Uh, the fun thing about Star Trek is that you start to see it everywhere when you get really into Star Trek you start to see the actors like in everything they're in everything yeah like Michael Eddington's actor uh kenneth marshall has been in literally everything ever like i see him all the fucking i don't time. ever see that guy i never see him in stuff <laughs> he he had a lot of hair when he was younger oh he, he was a lot of stuff that's how it goes <laughs> yeah i know um
1: <laughs>
0: uh fucking like he's he's been in so much shit but um I forgot what I was going to say about that. Oh, like, I see, of course, like, um, Cromwell. Uh, what's the first name? You James. Said that, or, James, yeah, James Cromwell, Cromwell. Is in everything. Yo, he's in a million things. That he, dude shows up in literally everything. He's one of those guys that I think really likes Star Trek and likes just being in it. Like, he'll just show up to be, like, whatever. I mean, he's, like, yeah. a fucking super famous actor. Like, he's in tons of shit. Like, he's not hurting for work. Yeah. He never has been. Yeah. But he, he'll just, like, be, like, whatever. He'll like, I'll be alien, whatever. Yeah, whatever, dude. He's also I'll the Revenge what? of the Nerds dad. He's their one the one kid's dad in Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, yeah? Yeah, when they take him to college, they're, he's a nerd, too, shockingly. Oh, yeah. He's, like, the tall nerd's dad, right? Uh, the glasses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know his name, but yeah. They all have, like, really mean-spirited names. because yeah, nerds in the 80s, right? Uh, nerds! <laughs> you know what? Um, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with some final thoughts about this episode and we'll talk a little bit about uh, the next episode and our thoughts and hopes since we've definitely never seen it before. Nerds!
1: <laughs> we'll be right back after these messages, nerds. After the messages, we'll be right back Trek boys, I realize that humans believe Vulcans to be stubborn. Nothing could be further from the truth. It is only that we find deviating from the correct course of action impossible. Upon my last sponsorship, Ensign Henderson informed me that to keep your primarily human audience's attention, I should employ multiple adverts. Therefore, I will once again recommend you listen to my adventure with Drak, Crash, Space Danger, Kathy. Gul Tivon and Dross. You may find us on SoundCloud, simply search for Tapon. I am singular in my name, which is why this mug emblazoned with my name is so effective. Frequent listeners to my nightly program are also aware of my appreciation for the 21st century musician Vitizen, whose music will accompany each installment of the broadcast. In case this marketing material has gone on too long for your attention span, I will reiterate Tapon's Theater on Subspace is a project with which I am currently engaged. Listen to it if you wish to be entertained. I will now return you to a Vulcanless episode of M Class Podcast. This has been Tapon of the Tapon's Radio Program aboard the USS Tapon's Radio Program. Live long and prosper.
0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully, uh, you will be a big fan of whatever that advertisement just was. You go check that out and Tapon's radio extravaganza. The Tapon variety hour with Sonny. And Tapon. Sonny <laughs> and Tapon. <laughs> anyway, this episode was the turning point. It should, probably should have been in our turning point collection, really. Yeah, but yeah, no, this is this is when the show gets fucking great. The, like, that's there's something about the third season of the longer yes. shows that really yes. like shit gets kicked into high gear, like TOS, and. Uh, I guess Enterprise starts to get better in the third season as well, but... Yeah, I I guess so. Like, TOS goes fucking, like, down the garbage chute because Desilu pulls funding for it in the third yeah. season. Yeah. So they just had to be like, alright, they're on the gangster planet again. Recycle the shit, They're yeah. on the cowboy planet again. yeah. And yeah, just but like, ran out of energy for it. TNG, it gets really great third season. It gets it gets good second season, I would say, but really great third season. Um, what season does Seven of Nine show up on Voyager? Because people say that's when it gets good. I, uh, maybe three. It might be, it's definitely not two. See, I thought it was later than that. I thought it was like four it might or five. Be, it might be, it might be four. Because, like, she was, like, the Cousin Oliver, except it worked. (laughs) Cousin Oliver with double E boobs. Yeah. And, like, Brandon Braga knew what he was doing.
1: (laughs) She wasn't Uh... tall
0: enough for him, though, if you know what I mean. She's... (laughs) She shows up in season three. She's oh, yeah? Old. Well, I guess it's season yeah. three. That's the sweet spot. Maybe that's true for Discovery, too. I guess we'll find out. Oh, I'm sure it will be. I won't find out. Someone else will find out. I'll later. watch somebody finding out for me. How about that? <laughs> Hopefully Red Letter Media breaks down and does a third <laughs> season. And we'll They're going to have out. to. I don't think they can not. They have to. They've done, they did this to themselves. At least our fans were like, stop. Please stop hurting yourselves for us. Stop it. Um, You're killing yourself. <laughs>
1: stop. They're already
0: dead.
1: <laughs> like, Deep Space Nine really, like, keeps getting better
0: and better for a while. It's very much like TNG yeah. in that way. Because TNG keeps getting better and better and better. And then it, at a certain point, it sort of drops off. Yeah it has to end right So S 9 has to end And there's a definitive story with DS9 So it kind of Reaches that point where like you know It's ending you and the show knows it it's ending like, You yeah. absolutely have to wrap it up And I've I've never been very Satisfied with the ending to Deep Space Nine Really? Yeah I mean It makes me feel sad It makes me feel sad that it's done I don't like um, I guess there's spoilers um, I'll try not to spoil it I don't like I don't like the the way the two villains characterizations get completely fucked throughout the last couple seasons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess, but like, Dakot is like so evil that like they just ramp him up to like super Saiyan-level evil. <laughs> like, literally, they're like, he's magic now. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: well, I was trying to avoid those spoilers, but fuck you. Yeah, fuck you guys. Uh, you gotta watch it. That the, doesn't really explain why. No, I not really. I mean, like, it's all just, like, minor nitpicks for me, because DS9 yeah. overall is, like, an amazing series that I absolutely love. They draw it out to, like, the point that they have to. I mean, it really is, like, the last couple episodes where... You're, Like, you don't really know what's going to happen. Plus, Damar. The Damar shit is so good. I do love the Damar stuff. Like, that's the rules. That's one of those things that, like... I'm always astounded with great writers' ability to create a redemption arc that really sticks. It's amazing, right? Because, I mean, like, even sometimes the same author has a problem getting that across to me between two characters. I always point out the difference in the redemption arcs between... Piccolo in Dragon Ball Z and Vegeta right (laughs) Uh, but Piccolo's redemption arc makes you like this guy is a fucking saint. I love him. He's, he's I'll die for him. He is yeah, the he's greatest fan, Even yeah. though he was trying to murder Goku at the beginning of the children, series. <laughs> uh, like but yeah. like his redemption arc works hundred percent. V- Vegeta's redemption arc is just everybody gets tired of dealing with him and he just kind of hangs around and keeps doing the same shit forever. <laughs> yeah, his redemption arc is like one day he's like not terrible, yeah. but also. Is he? Because later he is again. It's yeah. like all right. He's he's still exactly the horrible dick monster he's always been. But yeah. everybody just kind of puts up with it. <laughs> yeah, there's just like bigger horrible dicks in the world and yeah. universe. So they're like, he's fine. And uh, I'm, there are of course a lot of people who disagree with me. And like uh, I I don't dislike Vegeta as a character. I just think Piccolo's redemption arc is a lot better um yeah but i think that's the difference in redemption arcs like the way to do it right and the way to do it wrong and damar's redemption arc is like so fucking strong it works so well it's great he's like a hero i was thinking about that with um well i can't get into that that's a spoiler for a show that just came out i won't get into that (laughs) uh Actually, I will get into season two of Stranger Things, if you haven't seen that, but like Steve Harrington's redemption yeah, arc. Yeah, Steve. I was going to bring up Steve. Where yeah. like Steve starts out as like a prick. He's like a pompous pretty he's a boy prick. Yeah, he's, and he he's ends up being shit. my favorite character by the end of the he's, second season. <laughs> he's incredible. I love He's Steve incredible. Harrington. And everybody Dude. else loves Steve Harrington too because that redemption arc knocked it right out the fucking park. Yeah, but um, yeah, he he's great. I love a I love a good redemption arc. Everybody, mark that down in your calendars. Put it put it in your books. <laughs> <laughs> put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah. Um, Deep, Deep Space Nine. I guess Damar is the big redemption arc in Deep Space Nine. I don't know if anybody else gets redeemed in the same. Well, Quark, I guess quark in a way i mean it's quark such a after slow burn throughout the series and then there are episodes like the one where we find out he's been forcing his waitresses to fuck him in order to keep their jobs yeah they're like very 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 illegal yeah highly just dis- disgusting like that happens later yeah. too it's not like yeah early. it's like still <laughs> happening in like season six he's still like give me a blowjob like he's yeah. like really fucking terrible give me some O-box and maybe yeah. you can keep your job to it right yeah you knew what this was <laughs> yeah. rough as yeah but fuck. then he goes to like then he goes to like the siege of arr or whatever the fuck and like he like re- sees it like he sees how fucking terrible it all is right and he like turns around a little bit like he 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 realizes like He's just like everybody. He's trying to survive. It's like we should do that one too. Oh my god. Oh, that's a great one. I guess that we should one. just do like a Jeff and Josh sampler where we just yeah. pick the episodes we want to do and do It's them. all deep space nine episodes.
1: <laughs> 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 and then there's this deep space nine episode. <laughs> there there are a few TNG episodes we haven't got to yet that I'm like real excited to get to that I want yeah. to go. Like yeah.
0: we we didn't do Data's daughter. We didn't do that episode. Oh, uh, lol, yeah. That episode is a fucking tearjerker. That'll wreck one. your life. Yeah, it'll ruin your whole life. It's sad as shit. <laughs> like, this is the turning point episode in Deep Space Nine, where like it really becomes Deep Space Nine. Yeah, as soon as they get the ship, and it's it's a it's really smart. Like they give them a ship so they can leave. It's so obvious, right? Like, give them well, something the to- big like stumbling block for the audience yeah. is like I remember thinking it when I was a kid and this show came on I was like right. why would I want to watch that they don't go on adventures they don't boldly right. go they, they can but now they can boldly go and do their their war story but also they have a home base it sort of like augments the, the show a little bit because they now you can have two stories going on at the same time in different places which automatically makes the show better like like you said stranger things does that all the time oh, yeah it's We're a like built-in a plot right. b plot right it's 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 great you can intercut you can have themes you can you know what i mean like there's oh, yeah. all kinds of stuff you can do there's also like a strengthening of the audience's like uh empathy with the characters because Having that home base is like this is where we live. This is where we live. Like, exactly, you feel like the tension when it comes right. to danger for that place. Right, we have like, to protect it. We have to protect where we live. You're off on all these adventures and stuff, and that's great. And that's like, oh, the ship's in danger. That's scary too. But like, yeah, home base is really where it's scary. Like when, yeah. like you mentioned earlier, when the ship gets like boarded, when Deep Space Nine gets taken over, gets occupied. It's like, you feel that shit. You feel that horrible tension. Right. Like, this is our home, and it's getting fucked up. It changes the show fundamentally, too, because it's like, well, now where are we going to be? Right? You're like, fuck, I don't have a home anymore. It fucks with you as an audience member. You feel it as an audience member. You feel the same thing these characters are feeling, and that's, like, powerful writing. It's it's brilliant. It's genius. (laughs) This show's great. And now it's when it starts to get really fucking great. It's, like, the ship is really the key. Like Josh said, it's, like, the ability to split the narrative in a way that's, like, much more natural than just, like, I don't know, we took a shuttlecraft to Bajor, and now we split the story that way. Like, it's much more natural. I think Starfleet's running out of runabouts because we keep crashing them. (laughs) (laughs) Or they get stolen, or they get blown up, or whatever. They they get that automatic... Uh, shuttlecraft making machine, like voyager the industrial does. replicator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the line when Kira's like, "Good thing Earth has a lot of rivers, because <laughs> they're <laughs> named after rivers." Like yeah. fucking on Voyager, they crank out shuttlecraft. I think like <laughs> they ta- they mention that there's like 96 instances of shuttlecraft. <laughs> like how the fuck did they have ninety six shuttlecraft? Well, they crash the Delta flyer and then they build another one within like a half an episode. Yeah, <laughs> like fucking, just build another one. It's Death Star syndrome. Like it took <laughs> yeah. thirty years to make the Death Star, and then they just made another one between two movies. The well, they knew year. how to do it. They knew how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes all the difference. It's like building a Lego set. You can just do it with your eyes closed. Next, right? It's it takes so easy. no time at all to make yeah, it's, a Death Star. It's so easy. There's, there's like, something magical about The Defiant, though. I think the reason why so many people love it isn't because it's, like an impressive ship or it's like a, a cooler concept. It's because yeah. it's the key to the show at this it's point. It's the key to the show. And I think also it, it's the underdog. It's little. Oh yeah. People that, that helps uh, a lot. They like that. It's little. It has teeth. It'll fuck your shit up. Like it just like, it's got like machine gun phasers. Like that's cool as shit, man. Like it's just, there's everything, everything they did with the ship was right. They were like, let's just make it awesome. But also, like, it's the ability for them, like you said, to just go do shit. Go other places and do stuff. It's the absolute perfect way to have a ship on Deep Space Nine. Because, I mean, like, we've been following TNG this whole time, this massive ship that's like a world unto itself. The best way to differentiate your series and your ship is to go the exact opposite direction. A ship that nobody stays on ever. It's just parked in the garage, yeah, right? Worf lives on it, but that's Well, lives <laughs> on it, because he likes, he likes the quiet, right? But... Worf <laughs> has, like, genuine problems. Like, he shouldn't have been dating Troy. He should have been going to sessions with her all the time. Yeah, like... he should have been talking about it. But he's also a Klingon, and Klingons like that, right? They like that, like... Like, we talked about this before. I don't know if we talked about it on the show or not, but how the Defiant is, like, the bird of prey for Starfleet. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's, it's like, like, the same ship, right? War fucking loves that ship, too. Yeah. Like, he yeah. instantly loves it as soon as he gets on it. It's like his little bird of prey. that It has, it has a cloaking device just like bird of prey does. It's little. It's powerful. It's that's, cool. That's it's something I'd like to address uh, yeah. about Star Trek in general. Like, the overall idea... um I've, I've been seeing this a lot lately. I don't know what really reignited the discussion about it. But people asking, the, like, why do Klingons have cloaking devices? That goes against everything they stand for. They stole it from the Romulans. And I think, it, of course they stole it from the Romulans. Like, I feel like Klingon technology is all like a hodgepodge of stolen shit from people they've conquered a lot. They're kind of like... They're kind of just like glorified pirates, but yeah. eventually they kind of form like they're 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 Vikings. Like that's what they are, right? They pillage. They're pillagers, yeah. And the thing is like Star Trek in general is about the or at least a lot of the later Star Trek and maybe some of the TOS as well is about the face you present as like a united front and what you right. really are behind it right like Klingons hide behind this notion of honor and it's an excuse. Like, yeah it's, it's it's a flag they fly to seem honorable but really they're just as duplicitous as anybody oh right? yeah well there's that line I think I, I think maybe Gowron says it there's that line that says there's nothing more honorable than victory victory yeah you you're not gonna like they're not knights right they're not like no. chivalrous they're they're just as fucking. Like obsessed with winning and surviving as any other race or species. They're like they're hypocrites, and like every alien race in Star Trek are hypocrites in one way or another. Right. Like Vulcans talk about like wiping away all emotions, but still have like family units that they love and care for. Right. And like and they're petty and they're they're really petty a lot of times. They're petty. They talk about not having emotions, but they're petty as fuck.
1: Yeah. They
0: argue. The Romulans (laughs) talk about like. Uh, the the glory to their empire and everything and, like, sacrificing for the empire. Right. And then, like, they, they like, stab each other in the back. They assassinate even, each other, yeah. They, yeah, they just kill each other. For the slightest gain. Yeah. yeah. Like, they'll try to assassinate their own emperor, their own right. crater, for, like, the slightest just, gain. Just to do it, yep. It's all about, like, there's a dichotomy in every race. Like, human beings right. get this like shoved in their face by other alien races all the time like oh you talk about your ideals and your scientific exploration but look at the horrible atrocities you did in the past look at look at how you are even now now you're making warships right like now we have a warship yeah that's our dichotomy (laughs) and i i feel like that's like the thing that makes star trek alien races feel so real Is that they're they're not really one note, even if they seem to be on the surface. There's always that second layer below that goes exactly against the first one. Right. It's a great point. It's I I I agree. I think it's what makes them feel like it's reality. Like Star Trek could be reality. Oh yeah. Because in a lot of ways, it's a mirror of reality. Like that's how people are too. I think. Oh, I think this right, and then next thing you know, they're doing you're doing something else and. Both of those things can exist at the same time. Like, it's just the way it is. I don't know. Oh, yeah. it's just human nature. And yeah. the aliens are just human nature reflected by Goddess. Yeah. Especially the Cardassians. The Cardassians yeah. are very much like. The the glory of Cardassia, like the the protection of our people, or whatever, and like the greatness of our government, but they're all terrified of their government at the same. time. Yeah, moment. they live in a fascist society where like, it's they're just... absolutely terrified of stepping out of line in any yeah. way, shape, or form. Right, and uh, that's happened with humans a lot throughout history. Yeah, so yay, <laughs> we, we see ourselves reflected back at us with these alien races that are just D&D races. <laughs> yeah, there's orcs and fucking orcs and elves and dwarves and goblins. Really goblins. The yep. Ferengir goblins. That's, yep, yep. I always love that. Like, it's, I, it's brilliant. I played an elf. Like, Anytime I play an elf, I'm pretty much just playing a Vulcan in D&D yeah. games and stuff. It's like dude, it's like the mirror is like shining back on itself again. It's doing that infinite loop thing where you yeah. put two mirrors. That has a name, I don't know what the name of it is, but Oh man. I don't know it either. But it's I think uh we talk about like we we've been accused of drinking the Roddenberry Kool-Aid a lot. Yeah. And uh give me some more of that shit, baby, I'll guzzle it down. Yeah. But uh I think Star Trek at its core is a mirror to yeah. our society. And like uh, the people who write Discovery say that all the time so that they can write whatever garbage they want and pass it off as having something to do with our society. But they yeah. to actually do that. Discovery is a mirror to our society and that society right now is a trash pile and that show is a pile of trash. Yeah. And it's completely random and nobody knows what they're doing and they're doing whatever they want. That's... How it's a, mi- but it's not a mirror to our society in that it's saying anything. <laughs> it's not saying like, hey, maybe we should like get our shit together and like try to figure out like I don't know like how are we gonna like fix the globe. Maybe we how should. We gonna- <laughs> maybe we should power our ships with mushrooms. <laughs> but what if it's like they still have it then and they just use it? What? Why wouldn't every ship? What? They don't because it's. They kept it a secret. It's a secret. Oh, it's a secret. Okay. It's a secret. Why does the Discovery spin? I don't know. It just does. Looks neat. The Enterprise, the saucer section comes off. Yeah, but that makes sense. Like, it makes sense that they would that, send it, it that away. It tactically makes yeah. sense. Discovery spinning like a gyroscope doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I, I mean, I get it. I get what you're doing. But does it need to do that? No. <laughs> I don't know. That man. is
1: the least prompt. That, exa- the exactly. That's like that's like way down the list.
0: Yeah. It's uh maybe the third season is a charm, who knows. <laughs> like the first two seasons of TNG are pretty bad. Well, TNG uh... season 2 is like has some really fucking great episodes. Yeah, in. Like it has yeah. Measure of a Man, like the first Dixon Hill episode is yeah, in season. Yeah, there's some like really really good ones in two. It's not yeah, it's not entirely terrible, but uh, from what I've seen of season two of Voyager, it's even worse than season one. So there are two episodes of season two of Voyager, uh, not Voyager Discovery. Discovery, sorry. That that feel like Star Trek episodes and really made me yeah. hopeful for the rest of the series. Yeah, and uh, they fucking dash that like in the very next episode. Well, that's what happens when you fire all your writers and then bring in new ones too. That doesn't help. No, you keep changing your showrunner every fucking five episodes, <laughs> dude. Oh my god! Hey, did I ever tell you I have a Dixon Hill T-shirt? That's awesome. It says Dixon Hill Investigations and has like a uh, silhouette of the yeah, card's head with the yeah. hat on. Where'd you get it? I got it on uh, Etsy. Fuck. Etsy's a great place to go if you want cool shit that is 100% illegal to be sold. Yay! Illegal. <laughs> Don't go looking, CBS. <laughs> Don't look over here. Don't go back to your Heidi hole, Paramount. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I feel like there was probably some Star Trek news I could have talked about or something, but I didn't, so fuck it. What's the news? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't remember. I feel like uh, it's probably just like Picard shit. They're talking about like uh, the Picard series coming out and like dropping vague hints and shit about it. When it's coming out. Yeah, I don't know if that's even been announced yet, has it? I don't know. Is that the hints, though? Is that what they're dropping the hints of? No. That's definitely not it. Do um, you know people are already making the uniforms from the, like, five-second trailer of Star Trek Picard? Really? What do they yeah. look like? Um, they pretty much look like Voyager uniforms, but they fit right, and they have, like, a collar on them. I'm trying to look, trying to find a... The weird thing is the pips are, are like, on the chest now, which I thought was weird. Like, you've got a collar, and that's the perfect place to put them. Yeah, that's going back to, like, the Enterprise, where they had them on the collar, on the chest. I think that's strange. That's my only gripe with them. Otherwise, I think they look pretty cool. I will not be satisfied until there's more men wearing those scants. Dude, I'd (laughs) wear a scant any day of the week. Dude. A comfortable-ass skirt? Fuck yes, dude! Yeah, it's fat, stylish, fashionable, and comfortable? Sign me the fuck up. Yeah, give me that scant. But they went back to the colors, I see. They're yellow, yeah. and... Yeah, it's not just the undershirt anymore, it's, like, yeah. on the shoulders. Which, I mean, my only problem with the Voyager uniform is that it fit, like, garbage. Everybody looked like they were wearing trash bags everywhere. Yeah, it's a, you gotta blame the 90s for that. Yeah. That's because it was made then. But this these seem to fit, and they seem to be made of a different material than, like, nylon or whatever they were made yeah, of on whatever. Voyager. Yeah. So that's cool. They, they look they look good. That that looks like a Star Trek uniform to me. It looks yeah, good. Yeah, I like them. I just can't believe people have made them already. Like, the show's yeah, not even sense. out. People are nuts, man. It might not even come out. <laughs>
1: Wouldn't that be <laughs> fucked up if it Like, they've put too much money Dude. into it at this point.
0: Uh, that Red Letter Media thing, it, uh, I think they're right, man. I think they're right about a they're lot of stuff. They're just doing Discovery so that they can yeah. get these other Star Trek shows they, out. They can't cancel it. They can't cancel Discovery because it would be a red flag. I believe yeah. that 100%. They, nobody would... If they cancel Discovery, everybody would immediately get rid of their CBS All Access. Yeah, and they would be like, well, Picard's going to be terrible. Yeah. Which it absolutely might be terrible. Like, I, mean, I, I can't hold out hope. Like, I know I'm, like, a cynical asshole. Before, no, I'm a, I agree with you. I like, agree. I don't think it's, like, I'm not automatically thinking it's going to be god awful or whatever, but I can't have hope for it. Like, yeah, I, I can't handle it. I've been burned too many times, right? <laughs> I got dumped too many times like, by Star Trek. Once bitten, twice shy, right? Well, it's Damon Lindelof. Oh, no It's uh, Alex Kurtzman. Yeah, it's that's all that the those guys. big red flag. It's right all there. those fuckers, dude. They're fucking. They're the Hollywood's biggest joke. Like, like at this point, how are these fuckers even making anything? Like, they're so see, shitty. If I see Orsi or Kurtzman attached Done. to anything, I'm not Done. touching it. <laughs> Done. it. It's they're they're morons. They're fucking morons like, when it I comes to writing. I don't understand how you can be that bad at writing and still have a job in Hollywood. They're riding anyone... that J.J. fucking wave, dude. That wave is, like, legit fucking real. And I don't get it. I, I You know, uh, my opinions about J.J. Abrams are well-known. I don't get As it. As are mine. I do, I do not understand why anyone wants him to be affiliated with anything. Dude, there was a fucking... Uh, there's a Spider-Man comic coming out. Yeah. And... They, like, Marvel Comics did a week-long countdown on their Twitter where they posted a number made out of spider web. Yeah. On their Twitter every day for a week. Like, five, four, three, two, one. Right. And everybody was fucking hype, right? I think they started with four, actually. So everybody was like, fuck, are they making Spider-Man (laughs) 4? Right, right. (laughs) And everybody was like, no, man, are they going to have, like, the Fantastic Four in a new Spider-Man movie? Right. Uh, it turned out to be that J.J. Abrams' son is Ugh. writing a Spider-Man comic and it's being, like, co-written, quote-unquote, by J.J. J. Abrams. Cool. Because J.J. Abrams is the expert on Spider-Man, right? Like well, He knows so much about Star Trek. He's qualified to write all this nerd shit because he's, like, the king of the nerds now. He's He can make all the stuff because he knows about it all, right? He gives a fuck about everything? Okay. This, this is neither here nor there, but I've been watching a lot of The Golden Girls recently. <laughs> what a transition! It's a great show. It is um, a great show. At the beginning of every episode of The Golden Girls, I happen to notice that it said written by or directed by or produced by. It changed every time. Um, Tom Whedon. Yeah. And I was like, wait one second. Is that Joss Whedon's dad? Yeah. And I looked it up, and it is. Which, it makes perfect sense why Joss Whedon, a completely unknown writer, suddenly got into his own TV series about a girl, (laughs) like a teenage girl fighting vampires. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you don't start out with that. That's not how Hollywood works. Yes, Unless your dad's already well-known and rich. Exactly. Exactly. When people talk about nepotism in Hollywood, they ain't fucking kidding. Oh, Hollywood's fucking insane, dude. I could... I've heard so much shit about, like, old Hollywood, like, 70s, 80s Hollywood. I couldn't imagine. It's, like, Rape City. I don't want anything to do with that. Dude, it's fucking crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Hollywood's fucked up. It'll fuck your life up, dude. Is Joss Whedon, like, still out for his dumbass comments back in the day, or is he back in again? I don't know. I don't even remember what he said. What did he say? he he was like uh trying to like do the whole like internet armchair like activist thing or whatever, but then it yeah. turned out that he'd been like trying to like force women behind the scenes to do sex shit with him oh. for years, yeah, I don't know, which is you know if you take his name out and put anyone else's name in it's probably true <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like shit's right. fucking wild in Hollywood <laughs> yeah. no, not a good way. <laughs> It's crazy out there, man. I'll never be there. <laughs> I'll never no. go. That's the thing is, like, there was that earthquake in LA, right? Yeah, and there's two of half them. the people I follow on Twitter were like, "Oh shit, that's wild." That was crazy. I couldn't believe I felt that or whatever. And I realized that, like, half the artists I follow live in L.A. Because that's where the animation industry is. Yeah, everybody lives on top of each other in the hottest city in America. (laughs) I was just like, fuck, dude. Like, I bet I would do a lot better if I moved out there to L.A. Would you like? I don't know. I don't know. I was like, but I'll never do it. Like, no matter how long I fucking live and how bad I do, I'm never moving to L.A. Yeah. Yeah, it would... I could I could live in California, but not Los Angeles. I don't like, know. I'm trying to transition to live in the fucking Pittsburgh. Like, I don't know about LA. I could live in the north in a cabin by myself in the Redwoods. I think that's the best place for you, John. I just need to be away from everybody. Can I do that? And I can I do bet, my conspiracy podcast. Really. Dude. <laughs> You would have such a fucking following if you did a conspiracy <laughs> podcast. I should. I should just do it where it's me just talking about shit like a lunatic. Yeah, just you rambling into a microphone by yourself. No guests, yeah, yeah. no co-hosts, no nothing. Just me. Oh my god. I did uh, the first episode of Rider Club Radio, like the lost first episode by myself. That's crazy. And I don't know how I even did it at this point. But I don't like, know if I could do it. Uh the only way I could see doing a podcast by yourself is if you do something like lore or whatever where you're like telling a story. About the lore, yeah. Like you just tell a story at the audience and right. they listen. I think that's it. Scary yeah. stories to spook your kids. That's my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff reads goosebumps into a microphone. <laughs> jeff watches are you afraid of the dark and tells you what happened okay okay now they're putting the fire out with water it's over (laughs) okay see you next week he's in the cab and the cabbie asks him what you put in a barrel to make it lighter and he doesn't know (laughs) he's gonna die it's it's a riddle he doesn't know the the answer to the riddle (laughs) it's a hole everybody Oh. A hole. But what That's if a, there's, like, bricks in the barrel? These bricks aren't going to come out of the hole. If you, if you still cut a hole in it, it makes the barrel lighter. Technically, you're right. It. It's lo- losing mass. So yeah. You're right. That's uh, one of, like, four episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark, I remember. <laughs> I remember the when they're in the mall, and the mall turns into, like, a pinball machine, and there's, like... Uh, Indiana Jones pinball rolling around. I remember that one. I remember there was one where a kid goes to a funhouse, and there's, like, a inflatable clown yeah, in I remember a funhouse that. that spooks him. And then he goes home, and yeah. the fucking inflatable clown is in his house, followed and it's him. just, like, spooking him. We used to watch it at Zane's house on Halloween. She would put it on. Oh, that's awesome. And, like, awesome. we would carve pumpkins. and Like... I haven't seen Are You Afraid of the Dark in years. There was like a Goosebumps marathon on TV a couple years ago. Goosebumps sucks. Dude, Goosebumps is the so show. fun. Like, it was fun as fuck. I, well, do you remember Erie, Indiana? That was yeah, like a Saturday morning one. That was a good one. That was like an ongoing fucking plot. That was like yeah. Twin Peaks before Twin <laughs> Peaks happened. It was crazy because they also found the dead body of Lara Palmer. <laughs> and you were like, this is a show for like 10-year-olds? Um, (laughs) fucking, the one Goosebumps episode I remember the most, because I've got the book, it's the Attack of the Killer Mutant. Yeah, I remember the cover of that one. It's the one with the superheroes, and the supervillains, and the, the TV show had Adam West playing the Great Gazelle, the superhero. Oh my god. And it was so fucking fun. Adam fucking West. You gotta check. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get to be Batman. I'll do it. Um. Apparently, here's another fun little story for you before we leave. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam West hates George Lowe, the guy who voiced Space Ghost. Does he? Because uh, like he did like a spot on Space Ghost Coast to Coast. And uh, he didn't know that they screw and chop your interview to make it fit the narrative of the episode. <laughs> right, the, the craziness. Yeah. So, like, when he saw it later, he, like, held a grudge against the um, people. To who George made it Lowe? And, like, George Lowe, especially, because they went to conventions together all the time. Like, they'd be at the same convention. That's
1: fucking funny. So they have,
0: like, an almost friendly rivalry with each other where they just, like, kind of shit on each other vocally <laughs> at conventions. <laughs> Which is great. That's amazing. <laughs> anyway, Dude. that has nothing to do with Star Trek, so I think we're done. Okay, um, bye! <laughs> I'd like to thank everybody who tunes in and listens to this podcast. It's, it's always appreciated. If you'd like to support us in what we do, you can head on over to patreon.com slash
1: mclasspodcast where you can get
0: free new podcasts. Not free because you pay for them. Yeah. You Audio commentaries for uh, so far Rumble in the Bronx. We'll do more. Yeah, we're gonna do. I, uh, I what was I wanting to do? I was thinking about it the other day. Yeah, I was we like, were we were gonna should... do uh, Beastmaster Two. Beastmaster Two. We want to do Flight of the Navigator. And there was something else. I was like, we should fucking definitely. Oh, we want to do Turbo Kid too, which would oh be dude, great. I fucking love Turbo. Turbo Kid. Kid that is great. I love that movie. Um, you get audio logs from Satellite M, from the world of Satellite M, which is part of Tapon's theater on subspace as well. There like, you go. Um, I'd like to uh, thank Tapon himself, the green-blooded hobgoblin of my heart, <laughs> for uh, sponsoring this month of M-Class Podcast. Thanks, Tapon. If you would like to have an advertisement played on M-Class Podcast, you can contact us at uh, mclassemail at gmail.com, and uh, we will give you some pricing and whatnot. We, we'll shill for you, I swear it. Yeah, I'll do anything. We anything. do have to approve it. We have to approve it, so like, don't be sending yeah. us, like, Nazis are us, jackboot store. <laughs> <laughs> um... And if you'd like to be a part of M-Class email, which is actually not canceled, I guess, we're actually going to do it? Yeah, why um, not? Fuck it. You can send an email to that same email address, mclassemail at gmail.com, and there's a good chance you'll get it read on the air. They're going to think this is like some Kaufman-esque, like, we're canceling the show every episode bit that we're doing. Hey, it might be. It might be. Uh Am I am I forgetting anything? Am I forgetting to thank no. anybody or talk about anything? No, because it's not the the pledge drive's done. Yeah, That's the what pledge drive from. is yeah. done. We succeeded. We're yeah. the best ever. Yeah, we won. Uh, <laughs> thank you to everybody again, and we will be back in one week with more M class goodness. Bye
1: bye. <laughs> I'm mentally ill.